We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Let's get into it. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! Episode 4. 78. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. What a dick. I've been dying to say that. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, everybody. It's Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that likes the Whopper, fuck the Big Mac. I'm your host, Carl, with me today, making his annual appearance from the Drew and Mike show, the producer, it's Brandon McAfee. What's happening, Brandon? Hello. It wouldn't be a Christmas vacation without Carl asking me to work, so it's uh, (laughs) it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. When do you have off in the summertime? Fourth of July weekend, something like that? All right, we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Please go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and the link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Also, you can watch the show when we record it live. You get the link to YouTube if you're a YouTube member, if you're on Patreon, or if you're on Supercast, and there's people here watching us as we do the show right now. We just launched a bonus show this past week. We did another round of Julia Fox's book, a few more pages of that. Uh, Simon and Schuster struck it. It's back up. I think they realize <laughs> the error in their ways now. Maybe we can be smoother with this going forward because we'll be doing a lot more installments. This book is fascinating. So th- check that out. But also the big news is tomorrow, December 31st, the last day of the year. Yes. I will be getting on for Patreon and Supercast and our YouTube members. And we'll be checking out. We'll do a table read, I guess is what we're saying. I want in on this. You're in. All right. Stuttering John's children's adult children's speeches at Susanna and Aaron's wedding. <laughs> we'll be reading those speeches. We'll transcribe them. We'll read them. Yes. We'll be analyzing just how shitty of a father John must be for the kids to write speeches like they did. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. I can't wait, actually. The thing that I'm really looking forward to, I know John's on live right now trashing me and talking shit he's definitely gonna threaten to sue me over this i can't wait to hear what he thinks he can sue me on for this (laughs) one anyway enough about that maybe vince will invent a term and he'll just start using that probably that would be great yeah it's kid aside we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section today we'll be reviewing a show called i shouldn't have said that podcast this was a yeah. suggestion from Brandon. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. The show hosted by Sira Smith, who happens to be the daughter, the Nepo baby of Brandy and Big Bert. And Brandy was the uh, R&B singer from the 90s, early 2000s. 
Hey, she was also Moesha on UPN, so don't forget about that. She oh. had a huge singing career with That Boy Is Mine with Monica. And then, as you said, the father is Big Bert, who he himself is a very wealthy record executive, so he, he does fine. He's a producer. And so, yes, Sarai Smith is a Nepo baby, and we have uh, this podcast. What I did was I went to – first, I wanted to do the Fart Fetish podcast, but right. you had already right. done that. You had sent and me so that, I just, and I said, Brandon, how do you not know that we've already covered the Fart Fetish podcast? <laughs> it's all anyone's ever talking about. Please. It's our breakdown of the Fart Fetish podcast, but I'm, I was a little disappointed, but – that's on me. So I just went to Google and I typed in new podcasts and I wanted to go to the news section to see what everybody's talking about. They were talking about Amanda Bynes, who I prayed would drop another episode. She didn't. She quit again. All- Did you see the latest news? <laughs> yes, yes. She she's wants to focus a on becoming a manicurist. She fucking she's she quit. And then she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to quit. We got a new episode. I got a guest. We got this. It's going to drop Friday and then never dropped. And then she quit again. I have a feeling she'll be back and we'll be we'll be raiding gay Jesus on another day. I hope so, because honestly, Brandon, I have it penciled in for 2024. That's how I'm going to make half of my money is Amanda Bynes podcast. So I really need her to get on that. It's going to be very important. Thank you. I know. It's just a bunch of question marks after that. (laughs) Yeah. What else are you going to do to make money? (laughs) The other suggestion that the mass media, that the news column of Google told me about was this podcast that I shouldn't have said that podcast with Sarai Smith. So that's why I chose it, because this is what the mass media wants everybody to listen to. Okay. So I should also mention that her uncle is Ray J. That's, That's fun. true. Yes. So I've seen him have sex before. Ray J is the one who made Kim Kardashian famous with his penis. <laughs> That's true. It's a very popular uh, video on the World Wide Web, I've, to, I've been told. Correct. So I want to start off because, of course, Brandy's daughter, she's 21 right now. Of course, she's going to be a singer as well. I was checking out her latest music video, and this couldn't be more predictable as far as the song lyrics, the style of music. I know we're going to get struck for this. I just want to play uh, a minute or two, give you guys an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is that? Go on. Hold on. There's, there's more of this, like, noty bullshit stuff. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so it's very breathy and whatever. It's called On My Own, and she's driving around in a Jeep convertible, and this is the chorus right here. Very predictable chorus for, uh, you know, a Nepo baby who's trying to make it on her own, obviously. Forget about who her mom is and her father. She's doing this because she's talented. I'm still coming into my own. She's still coming into her own. What do you think she's going to rhyme that with? If you said own, you were correct. And I'll be doing it on my own. <laughs> Still getting better. <laughs> I've never heard, like, a lot of times, I don't listen to R&B, but, like, in hip-hop songs from when I was growing up, they'd be braggadocious. They'd talk about how much money they have before they made it big and all this shit. And she's like, listen, I'm still working it out. Here's some kinks. <laughs> Doing my best. I'm a nipple, baby. <laughs> I, I actually didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. All right. Yeah. Well, good, good for her. So refreshing. There. Yeah, a little refreshing. Yeah. She's cute, right? Sure. Yeah, she's 21 years old. Old. She's got uh, 384,000 Instagram followers, so okay. she does have a following on Instagram. Only 1,700 Twitter followers, though. I don't know what that means. That, that, that's kind of a weird stat there, but she has 30,000 YouTube 
subscribers, which is what I think this whole podcast is supposed to be about YouTube. Cause I listened audio only and it was extremely hard to follow because it was broken into three parts. Okay. If you want to play my cut number one, this is just the entire opening you get of this series of podcasts. Hey guys, what's up? It's Sarah and welcome to my new podcast. I shouldn't have said that. This is the podcast where you guys were not expecting me talking about dating, working out, body positivity, anything. But this episode today is about dating and relationships. Yeah, and from there it jumps right into a Bachelor-esque type of game show where she brings in six dudes, all actors and models, and they sit down for a round of speed dating, which is really weird for the audio listener because it's like, I can't see these swinging dicks. I don't know which one I want to root for. So, uh, I don't know. It was bizarre to me. Can I just point out, because she said uh, body positivity was one of the things she'll be talking about on here. That mm-hmm. um, actually, Dr. Steve sent me a link to uh, the quartering's new video and pointing out that all of these like obese body positivity people who've had like podcasts and TikToks and one of them even had a radio show, they're all dead. There's like a half a dozen of them, and they're all just like, you know, you can still be healthy and you can be big and it's cool. And then it's like, die to 37. <laughs> like, just showing yeah, all the different things. <laughs> more dangerous than like ice fishing in, in alaska <laughs> yes <laughs> correct all right so do you want to i'm gonna let you play your clips here because i actually took a different angle on this one. Oh, great no then let's get right into the bachelor because uh bachelor number one i call him swinging dick number one he comes in and he's got the hard-hitting questions right out of the gate why did your last relationship end <laughs> <laughs> um I just think sometimes men get a little bit intimidated by what I do or, you know, like, they're not really doing much. They get sucked into my world and it might become um, just a little bit difficult for a, a man to be a man and I feel like I should... It shouldn't be that way. You should just be with me because you right. love me, not necessarily because you want something from me. Or oh, everybody's still awake. So she dates <laughs> losers that parent their parents aren't rich, and so that's the that's the that's the gist of these uh, speed dating questions that she has. My favorite though was swinging dick number two. There's a whole saga with this guy. I want to point out before we go any further, her mm-hmm. titties be popping yeah. in this oh, outfit. Yeah. No, she's- yeah. She's sitting at the table and her cans are on full display oh, for every one of these dudes to it's see. Fantastic. So, now, I will say yeah. that her mom, I went back and watched some uh, Brandy videos, and her mom was a very attractive woman. Still is, actually. Very attractive woman. Also very slender. Had a really nice body. My body type that I'm into. This one, not so much. She's a little <laughs> thicker than uh, is typically where I go. But hey, she's, she's, she's accentuating the right assets here, though. She's doing the right Correct. thing. Yes. I got to give her credit for that. I'm sorry. What, what are they drinking? Does that color occur in nature? Oh it's banana bag. <laughs> <laughs> banana bag.org slash WATP. Holy shit, that looks toxic. Okay, please continue. All right, let's find out the real questions you need to know when you're dating somebody. That's my cut three. Do I have another question? How many Instagram followers do you have? Wait, do you have kids? No kids. Okay. No kids. Those are the no two most important questions know. right there. Okay. Agreed. <laughs> nah, I got no kids. I got no kids. That's no love is correct. Well, why do you have followers? Are you, th- you think that matters? No, I just... I just like asking that because when people see my following, they get all like freaked out. Those things are going to pop out. I'm sorry. I stopped listening. I know. (laughs) Those things are going to pop any second now. We're not missing anything with the audio because she's. Gravity. (laughs) Gravity. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. You were saying Brad. following. Like I said, 384,000 Instagram followers. So men get very intimidated when they date her and see that number. Ooh. Sure. It's a boner <laughs> army going right there. <laughs> Be careful of that. So we hear a whole bunch of great buzzwords during this, you know, vulnerability, letting the walls down, opening yourself up. Uh, swing and dick number two comes in. This is my cut four. This guy's so bored. He checks out right away. <laughs> What's your favorite physical attribute in the bed? I don't, I don't know. I just, I think that that part. What's your favorite physical attribute in the bed? Was that the question? Yeah, is he reading a fortune cookie? The <laughs> fuck does that even yeah, mean? He's reading these silly questions, and it's about to get hot, right? No, yeah. she's a bore. Well, well, it's like, do you like dick or balls? Like, what's the answer to what's your favorite <laughs> attribute? The attribute? brain. Ah, so sexy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just into pillow talk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, I think that that part of of that is, is something very intimate. It's not necessarily like something where I'm like, like me as a, as a woman, I think most women know that it's very, we crave the intimacy of, of what we do. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm stereotyping, but men kind of crave something else. I like, thought question, really, but stuff off the table. Uh, yeah. really <laughs> because that's not what it's about. Right. Um, so you, for me, for me, it's you know, caring. It goes like this. Let's wrap it up. If you watch in slow motion, you can see exactly when he checked out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right, okay. No, no. Can we she get another round? Totally <laughs> She's totally lost. Swinging dick number two. He is Gonzo. In fact, she uh, she stamps it by establishing herself as a stage four clinger. That's my cut five. That's my love language. It's like, I love to be loved. Mm -hmm. As in like, I love to be told that I'm loved. I'm very, I'm going to say this many times. I'm so possessive. I don't know what it is. I Mm -hmm. cling on to people really easy. But if you do one thing, I'll let go. And you. So does that make you scared to love? No, not necessarily. Um, The relationships that I've been in, I've, I've, I valued my partners, but at the same time, when they... What about titty fucking? Are you scared of that? <laughs> they do something wrong. It's the end of the world for me. I don't understand. I'm that. very distracted. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. My fault. I'll, I'll get... I'm, I'm paying attention. I apologize. All right. That is... Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Damn it. Just as I was ready to pay attention. That was the end of it. Like I said, this guy is checked out. He is so done. In fact, she tells him that she hates when sex is expected from her male. He's not interested at all. And, but he has to say something, so he just starts rambling until he's saved by the bell. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I used to be a forceful person. Not forceful, but as in, like, I ex- I kind of expected it. Just I expect sex. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who pushes a chick down with the top of her hat. I get it. Are you already saying? He wants to get laid. That's right. Maybe because my environment, maybe because of what I saw growing up or whatever the case may have been. But I've came to realize that the more you force, the more it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? You have to attract it. You have to show. Even if you are showing the other things, you can't. Yeah. Someone just pulled the fire alarm. (laughs) We got to get out of this thing. Let the buzzer hit, and he was so happy. He even gave that guy, like, hey, thumbs up, man. Thanks for saving. (laughs) You got to get the fuck out of here. So that pretty much wraps up the bachelor segment, which was the first third of the, of the, of the podcast. And from there we go on to Amber Riley. 
unwatchable yeah, content right there. Yeah. Just uncomfortable. For an audio-only listener, it, it makes zero sense. So I don't yeah. even Who know why. Who chose the giant room with one microphone? Yeah, that doesn't help either. People yeah. in the Discord are asking if they're in a car. Yeah, they, <laughs> they'd be oh, doing better. <laughs> they'd be doing better. But the next the uh, next portion ends up being her interview with famous actress Amber Riley. Yes. The podcast for an audio listener finally starts. That's my number seven. All right. Brandon, stop saying audio listener. This is a YouTube show. We're watching a YouTube show. That's what this is. Okay. All right. You don't wear that outfit if you want people to listen to your show. It doesn't make any sense. Guys, I'm so excited. We are here with Miss Amber Riley. Hi, Hi, (laughs) y'all. No, I'm so happy that you... Okay, can I point something out real quick? Sure. I have no idea who Amber Riley is. Me neither. (laughs) Brandon, can you explain who Amber Riley is, please? Oh, well, Amber Riley was on Glee. Yes. That's what I got from uh, from Googling her. Aside from that, I don't know anything else, but as we will learn in future cuts, she's she's a bad girl of Hollywood, man. You okay. should know about her. Yes, I should, definitely. She's very famous. Okay. You're here. Thank you for doing this of for me. Of course, of course. You know I love you. Oh, thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so our episode today is about, about dating and um, how we navigate that as as women mm-hmm. um and so mm. we really wanted your advice and your you know your words on on subjects like this i think it's not really normal to talk about dating it isn't she wearing pajamas? no it's not normal at all nobody talks about dating these days especially as a woman you know 50 percent of the population who's out there dating finally someone's doing it it's not like the highest rated show on network tv or anything like that dating no no one talks about it but yes, she is wearing pajamas. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I want you to take my next one, clip eight, out of context, Carl. I want you to answer this question as it's being asked to you. Okay. I really wanted your perspective on this, especially me being or dreaming to be as successful as you are and, you know, just accomplishing everything. Like, how how is it difficult or is it not difficult? How do you navigate dating with being who you are and, like... Okay. Yeah, how do you do it, Carl? You're you're successful, you're handsome, you have all natural frosted tips. How do you do it? <laughs> all right, so here's the secret. Okay. It's it's very complicated. But you say, "Hey, can you read reviews from my show?" Would <laughs> <laughs> you want to come out and read reviews from my show? And then you wait about 5 or 6 or 7 years, and then yeah. eventually you wear them down. <laughs> That's the secret to my success. It seems to be working. Thank you. So this portion uh, of the podcast, like I said, it's split into three weird portions. This second portion is the interview portion with uh, Amber Riley. And this one dives into the vast dating advice that uh, that Amber has, including red flags. That's my number nine. Like, what's your biggest red flag? Like, where you're like, absolutely not. Ooh, like, I think, nothing. I think my biggest red flag. Oh, gosh. You mean I like a cape I, I wear? Or? I've been in a relationship for over a year. So it's hard, like, when I was dating to remember what my biggest red flag was. I'm also an Aquarius, so I kind of just, like, uh, you're my mama's wife. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I kind of just let people be and, like, go yeah. with the flow. Like, we're just, though, we're, like, aliens. Like, we're just, like, yeah, you know, cool, do you? <laughs> you know? We're yeah. totally that way. What do you try to avoid in someone that you date? Well, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, well, they never met. I'm sorry. I asked the question. Yeah, enough what said. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Always goes back to astrology with these chicks. Really I'm, I'm an Aries, and I was I was born the year of the rat, so we'll see how that turns out for me. And oh, well, so say know. no more, Brandon. 
<laughs> I got you. I, I don't know why they always do that, but uh, I'm going to wrap up Amber Riley with uh, with this. Did you know my number ten? We have one last question because we all know that you carried a whole TV show for like a million seasons, and um, just on my back, on your no, for real, on your back. But you've done so many things, and you just broke so many rules, and and it's just like that's a dick thing to say. And she just going along with it. She's like, yep, that's true. Wasn't there a whole cast of people on Glee? There's a huge cast, right? Yeah, and, and I'd say the most famous was the the girl who got in trouble for something and the guy that died of a drug overdose. Not this one. But, uh, <laughs> I can tell they're real famous. You really threw out their names right now. <laughs> <laughs> really proved your point with that one. You know, what's his nuts? And <laughs> I think his name is Mont- I don't know. The one guy that died, everybody goes, everybody's saying, yeah, I know that one. So the... Uh, the the podcast now shifts to a recap. They recap the dating okay. and they recap this interview with Amber Riley. And uh, he, she does this with her two friends. And Cyrie's one friend. I, I really like her. She's uh, number 11. Uh, personally, me, I was a tad bit underwhelmed. I expected so much because we chose all of these like, great men that were beautiful. No. <laughs> and they just kind of dropped the ball on me. I feel like they were all fine because we, we were on Instagram looking for these guys. And we and they were all great, great contenders until they opened it. Until they opened their mouths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's saying what everybody's thinking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, so the, that's true. The guy on here, is he a gay guy? Oh, I don't know. He's overly animated. I was watching another episode. I think there's only two episodes so far, but I was watching the other episode where she was with her mom and her grandparents and they had this cook-off thing. And I was mm-hmm. going to pull clips of that and talk about it, but it looked like to me, it was it was well-produced and they had a whole thing going on. It looked like morning television. Like I'm watching GMA segment or something like that. It's just not interesting to me in any single fucking way. I, I could but give a fuck. they definitely have the production value. The production value is there. They got money there. There's money. There's money involved in this. They got their gay friend. Uh, what's your nuts? <laughs> yeah, they got it all going on for sure. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's uh, there's credits at the end of the show. Uh, and my number 12 is the summary here. Number 12. Um, oh, I, I, I really appreciate y'all. But I think my dating life, I'm going to keep in my own hands. Amen. And, and, um, never coming to y'all again. Okay, well. Never. <laughs> never. Never. I'm not doing that again. Whoa. But if we, um, you know, we want an Emmy off of this, maybe. (laughs) If she wins an Emmy, they'll do it again. So number one, the first quarter of this podcast that we listened to is all for naught because she just said, "Uh, screw those guys. I'm (laughs) done with this. That was stupid. Her friend goes, oh, those guys all suck. She goes, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Maybe (laughs) maybe scrap it. Try something else then. Nope. And she thinks she's going to win an Emmy for this very first podcast episode. Good luck. Probably not. So I know that Lucy Tightbox is doing a dating show here on WTP. So we've learned what not to do. That's good. (laughs) Let's see. I also have their career goals. That's my number 13. Check this out. Especially us us three being, I think, very career focused. Um, you know, trying to, you know, get our stuff together. So when we are like 40, 50, we don't necessarily have That's to like work. stress yeah. or worry. Bills are paid. Um, yeah, she said mm-hmm. that she was working all throughout her 20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's what I want. I want to work all throughout my 20s. Right. Who takes their yeah, 20s she's... off? <laughs> she talking? Mean, I did. I think I'm going to work all throughout my 20s. Well, that's right. You followed the fucking debt around, but most of us. <laughs> 
This girl's got eight to nine years left of podcasting, and then she's set for life. That's right. It. So that could be true. I don't know. She seems to be living the life, from what I can tell. I only have one more clip, actually, and then I'm all wrapped up. And I want to leave you guys with some sage relationship advice. And that's uh, my number 14. I could use it. I think my red flag, I think it's really similar to you as Mm -hmm. well. I think that's a big one because also not to say that as a unit, you can't pick up slack because I feel like it definitely important. Like Michelle Obama said, it's never Mm 50-50, you know, but also it's important to know that you have to carry your own weight. Mm. (laughs) And I think I'm really big on that. You know, yeah, you are really big on that. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Michelle O said, I like that they're going. Well, Michelle Obama, who was married to the president for eight years, mentioned that sometimes she had to put his needs ahead of her own. Like, well, yeah, if you're if you are going to marry a president, that's probably pretty good advice. But if not, (laughs) (laughs) no, these these three, they're just the whole thing is just based off of her mom being Brandy. And she needs something to do. So the the song, the singing career hasn't lifted off yet. So we're going to start the podcast. And this is what the news told me to uh, to bring to this show. So that was that was I shouldn't have said that podcast. Well, I went ahead and checked out some other things that she's doing on her YouTube channel. And one of the things that she's doing is she's using this app called Monkey. And what Monkey does it does these uh, random video chats with random people. This has been something that's been going on for a long time on the internet in various forms, but this is on your phone. You hop on there, it connects you to somebody. And what uh, Brandy's daughter's decided to do here, I'll just call her Brandy's daughter. (laughs) Brandy's daughter decides she's going to get on there and ask people if she were a celebrity, who would she look like the most? All right. So she's trying to get people to say, you look like Brandy. Hello. Hi. Uh, are you down for new friends? Do I have what? Are you down for new friends? Oh, sure. We can be friends. But I have a, a, a question. What? Okay. If I had a celebrity lookalike, who do you think I would look like? Maybe like SZA. SZA? <laughs> okay. That's the closest I can think of. Okay. So what about like... Do you know who Brandy is? You don't see it? At all? Well, surprise, bitch. Everybody says I look like her. (laughs) He was boring. He said I didn't look like her. So immediately she gets on there's like, who do you think I look like? I don't know, SZA. Oh, what about Brandy? Like, okay. (laughs) So so fucking thirsty on this thing. All right, let's uh, take two here. Okay. Next guy. Good game. If I had a celebrity look like, who do you think I would look like? Win the chief. What's that? What's that one a singer? Aya, I think that's what her name was. Aya? Yeah. I've never heard of somebody named Aya. This is going great. <laughs> what a fun video she's putting together for us. Really good stuff fascinating the next guy after that says she looks like harriet tubman which i thought was kind of funny that's hilarious <laughs> <It's not bad. laughs> so then she's starting to get desperate now and now she's trying to force it in this next one she's so pretty thank you i'm here i'm the coco jones oh coco okay i got coco brandy i get brandy a lot oh my gosh she do <laughs> 
But you know what's crazy? People say that I look like Brandy, but they say that I'm like literally like a spitting image of her kid. Like people always be like, that's Brandy's daughter. And if you look up, tell her to look up Brandy's daughter, people think that that's me like every day. The Brandy daughter one? Yeah, people say I look like her like all the time. What an asshole. Google I know. Up. Shut the fuck up, asswipe, and suck my cock. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. She gets on this app. She doesn't get the answer she wants to hear. Right. She's just like, well, could it be Brandy's daughter by any chance? She's just like, I don't know who that is. I don't, sure. Why <laughs> I look like my dad. <laughs> Jesus. God, so stupid. So it gets to this point. These people are Uh-oh. idiots. Like, uh, yeah, they don't care. Yeah. They're just on an app. They're lonely, bored people on this fucking app. We're going to talk to randos, and she's calling them out. So it's literally random people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is Ray Romano's son doing this? Is like, <laughs> is John Stamos's nephew doing this? Now? Who, who am I related to? Yeah. Moesha. That's funny. That's funny. All right. I know the real reason why people tune into WATP. So without further ado, we're going to learn how to be the next It Girl. And. Brandy's daughter is going to teach us how to pull that off. I'm just going to tell you guys my tips and tricks. And you can see my kitty. My tips and tricks on what I did to glow up from this to now this. So I'm just going to be telling you guys different things that I did to glow up, to finesse the game, to be the baddest in the room. You guys ready to glow up? Did you add the kids? Nope. So that they use the same drop, the Simpsons. They did. I yeah. think it's the Simpsons kids. That's well, funny. Kidding. <laughs> no, it sounds Whoa. like it. This, she's saying this is what she used to look like. That's so cool. she was much fatter. Oh, God. Oh, Carl, part of me thinks that if you just wash your face, it might go right back to that picture. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking too. Like because then when she shows this photo, it's hiding a lot. Or a lot of hair covering her face. It's from afar. There's a glare. So, <laughs> so this is when I was older. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it look like <laughs> it's like her in her thirties? <laughs> God, okay. my so. Harriet Tubman phase. All right, so uh, <laughs> I realize I'm an old man mm-hmm. on this, and I know that with YouTube, there's a lot of hard edits, a lot of quick cuts. I don't understand why. I don't know why you wouldn't just retake it. Watch this. The first sentence, the very first sentence, she's going to start talking about the maintenance phase of what you got to do to glow up. And she can't get through the first fucking sentence. So the first thing that I want to talk about is when you first want to get into your glow up, you definitely want to have your maintenance schedule. One sentence. The first thing I want to say is line. (laughs) What? Why is that? Do they just do, do you think it's just somebody who edits it together for her? She just goes off for five minutes and then they just quickly do those YouTube quick edits. I don't know. I don't but understand why they do that. This generation who's watching this, do they turn on like a news program and go, holy shit, how the hell did this? That guy just said four sentences in a row. How the hell are they pulling this off? This is incredible. This guy's a pro. <laughs> this is amazing. No wonder he's on TV. This is amazing. That's- this is the norm now, though, when I, when I go on YouTube. I know. It's, it bothers me. It, doesn't it bother you? Shut up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's find out what uh, maintenance includes. 
Because I know I'm nitpicking about editing and stuff, but really we're here to be the next it girl. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out what, what maintenance entails. I personally like getting my nails done, my hair done. Um, I like having my makeup done on occasion, but obviously you don't have to. Okay. So we're talking about <laughs> nails, hair, and makeup. And clapping into yeah. the mic. And clapping into the mic, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with um, makeup. How would you possibly learn how to do makeup correctly? Seems like a daunting task. I don't know what I would even do. There's plenty of tutorials on this platform. There's plenty of tutorials on Instagram. There's plenty of tutorials on TikTok. There's all these tricks in the book. There's a lot of tips and tricks where you can step up your game in makeup. <laughs> no, no, no. For the people who are listening, there. while she's talking about this, she's showing some of these tutorials that are happening. There is a guy who put on makeup and they show the end result and it's scary af <laughs> i would yeah, not want to look like horrifying. this person it's horrifying it's in my nightmares this person and she's showing that as an example of you can learn how to apply makeup just like this gentleman does but also that's just like what do we need you for if you can just if you're just going to direct us to the makeup tutorials that's like a, because, a morning show saying hey guys check out fark.com because brandon oh is that the secret fark let me write that down <laughs> because brandon what you're not understanding is that it's not just about makeup it's also about nails it's oh. also about hair. And okay. let's talk about hair. Because hair, she thinks hair is very, very important. And she's going to explain how often she changes her hair. But however you like your hair, try and keep that consistent. I mean, yes, I do change up my hair a lot. I pretty much change my hair up every two to three weeks. I definitely like keeping my hair up to date. Every two to three weeks is keeping your hair up to date? I go with the hairstyle for decades. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. I got it. <laughs> Figured it out. <laughs> wow. I was going to work in a frosted tip joke there, but that's low hanging fruit. Brandon, you know, I bring you on here as a guest to the show. You know, the one thing that bothers me. I know it hurts. The one thing that hurts me more than anything. And you got to bring that up. I apologize. I don't know if I can. Should we just call it? I mean, we had a good run on WATP, right? Yeah. All right, I'll push through. <laughs> so every two to three weeks, she's changing up hair, but you don't have to do that. She explains that that might be excessive for everyone out there, but hair is extremely important, and she's going to explain why that is and what that means. I'm telling you, you can walk in a room and you can have no makeup on, but your hair is a bomb, and you look just as good with a girl that has her hair and her makeup done. All right, the math doesn't work out there. <laughs> How is that possible? That's false. That's that a is, false statement. That's a false statement. So if you have two things that are good on you mm-hmm. and another person has one thing that's good on her, that's just as good as the person who has two things. That's not true. Stuttering John taught her. <laughs> I think so. Right. No, if you do your hair at 2 p.m. and then at 5 p.m. you've done your hair six times. <laughs> All right. So we haven't talked about nails yet. You guys ready to talk about nails? I've been waiting. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Stuttering John, I think he might learn something from this segment. I'm going to talk about nails next, which is like kind of like a hit or miss. People tend to really like their natural nail. People love to have acrylic. People love to have gel legs. There's so many different ways that you can get your nails done, but just keeping them clean, keeping them nice, um, that definitely plays a really big part of how people are going to perceive you and how people are going to look at you. Keeping your nails clean, huh? 
Interesting Duh. concept. Ah, that's impossible. Hey, Carl, also, <laughs> Carl, general hygiene will help you become more attractive to the opposite sex. Who is this general hygiene? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds hot. <laughs> so what she doesn't explain here, and I wish she would break it down further, is when you are wiping your ass and your hemorrhoids are bleeding and you get a lot of that hemorrhoid blood underneath your nails, then what? <laughs> give up (laughs) don't go out that day it's over okay let's get into waxing she goes to this place i guess it's a chain wherever she goes called european wax center and she explains that she has very sensitive skin so she can't really shave and uh, she doesn't do laser removal she does waxing for everything Mm. and she is so excited about this place but they really make you feel you know relaxed they don't judge you at all in any European wax center. I am so blessed that God has created something like European wax center. God created European wax center on the, the second day. Yeah. Is that their slogan? <laughs> <laughs> the Lord has, has created it for you. I'm so glad God created European wax center. Okay, this goes on. I'm sorry. Because that's what I do. I wax my arms, my legs, and everything in between. Okay. What's in between your arms and legs? Personal. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Waxes are boobs. Areolas. <laughs> Wee. Okay. This is where things get fucking nuts. All right. Hair removal is very personal. If you feel like you are that girl with underarm hair, rock it. If you feel like you're that girl with the leg hair, rock it. Wrong. Yeah, that's bad advice. Really bad advice. Underarm hair and leg hair are both not good. If you want, you want to be an it girl or what? <laughs> You're going to glow up. What are you doing? Oh, my God. No, they, she has to be inclusive. That's just the way these things go these days. Oh, yeah. You might, you might yeah. be right about that. She's like, that. rock it, but stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's say that you do leave the pit hair going and you don't shave your legs or anything like that. You know, you might smell kind of gross because things get trapped in those hairs. So that's when you want to get perfume. And she's going to explain to us. How to get the right perfume for you. And you definitely want to get a perfume that is very pigmented, very like, like very, very forward where people can smell you. A perfume where people can smell you. That's a good idea, actually. I never thought about that. Give me the stinkiest that. one you got. This does hark me back to a couple years ago with the vabbing. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. oh, using God. your pussy juice as a... A little behind the ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I like that she goes, you're going you're to want to get a perfume where people can smell it. You know, not that unscented perfume yeah. that they sell at all <laughs> right. the stores. Yeah. That's a rip That's been played out. <laughs> Just so you know. You're not getting your money's worth with that. <laughs> okay. Now, you might notice, and I certainly noticed, that she speaks very well. And she's going to explain that this is part of being an it girl. Is speaking properly, but I don't know if her community is going to be down with this. So we have to be careful. Tread lightly here. The next category I want to talk about is dialogue. Now, this is a really important one, and it doesn't really matter where you come from. I mean, I know people come from all over the world, and you don't have to talk like this, love, to be feminine. Like, you don't have to put on a front or speak a different way. I know people come from different areas. Personally, I came from a very privileged area, so I do talk pretty proper, I guess people could say. I don't know. People some sometimes be saying I'm whitewashed or something, but... Whoa! She's talking right. Watch out. 
And I think you're from uh, I think you're from England. If you're saying "Good day, love," right? Yes, yeah. so you don't you don't have to speak with a British accent. Okay, good. I, 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 I had a misconception on that one. <laughs> you don't need to use that accent if you're from England. Come on, <laughs> that's great. All right, so I just have uh, one more clip on here. I, I found the most important stuff because I want all of our audience to be it girls, even Kindy. I hope she's paying very close attention to all of these tips. The one thing that I do really want to say is keep your business private. That includes your personal business and that includes what you are doing to make your financial income. When you're telling somebody what you're doing, basically it's like this. If you're not religious, I get it, but I'm religious. So if I'm talking about what I'm doing business-wise and what I'm making and financially what I'm doing, I just tend to see that in the world it kind of just manifest against itself it's kind of like going like this instead of just keeping it to myself and god what does that have to do with religion what is she talking about i don't know she just said the g word again i didn't understand a single word she just said i apologize for not following that you're not supposed to tell people what your income is and run around bragging about that unless you don't believe in god because well you don't want it to (laughs) manifest itself against itself and why would that happen? I don't know. God, <laughs> I need some explaining. Just say God. All right, I guess she's religious. So I guess I just don't get it. There you go. I'm not as religious as she is. Crazy. All right. Well, look at. I expect when we do our live show in March, I expect all the girls to be on point for that show. Rock your That's leg nails. hair. Yep. Nails, hair, makeup, perfume. Oh shit. Waxing. Waxing. Yep. And uh, wax those areolas, <laughs> vabbing. Don't, don't be talking about your business. No, no, you said that. <laughs> she didn't say that. You did. Don't do that. Oh, don't take your vagina juice and rub it on other parts of your body, <laughs> ladies. Don't, don't do that. We'll take care of that for you. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's our job. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right. Wow. I feel like this is a seamless transition. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. Our boy had a guest on the show who's uh, in the WATP Hackverse universe. He's Hackverse adjacent. So I wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Topic Time Harris with Harrison Young. With Harrison Young, I should say. Uh, we're five days away from Christmas, and it is a beautiful, mild, I think it's the first day of winter. I'm pretty sure December 20th is it, and that's where, we are, that's where we're at now. This on is December going 20th. Great. So uh, I'm, I'm doing another show to Salem, Oregon tonight. The gentleman I'm interviewing, he goes by the quad. His name is Derek, but he goes by the quad father of podcasting. We'll talk all about that. He'll, 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 he'll um, correct me if I made any mistakes with his moniker once we start the actual interview. But uh, before we do that, we've got to read these incredible underwriters. Of course, you got to do that. All right, so we have uh, Quadfather, Derek from the Backyard Boys, the BYB uh, podcast on Harrison Young. We don't pay enough attention to Harrison Young, I, I realized. Mm. He's had a, a number show, of guests recently that we need to talk about. I, I don't know how Adult Swim doesn't pick this show up right right, like right now. This looks like something I would see on Cartoon Network at yes. 2 a.m. I, I think 20 years ago this would have been picked up, and now they're all into um, – whatever Japanese animation shit. Oh, anime? Yeah. 
I was going to say hentai, and I realized that was wrong. <laughs> well, some of them are into it. <laughs> All right. So um, this is funny because he gets very tripped up. You'll notice that Derek is using the same background that Anthony Cumia uses on the Anthony Cumia show. It's the New York City skyline behind him. And this really confuses the hell out of our boy uh, Harrison. Internet and then started calling into like compound media, uh, as you can see that from the compound studios today here. Okay. Well, wait, well, wait, are you calling compound studio? Now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I was going to make reference to that, but now you, you kind of, you upped it for me. So what I'm going to say is you have a, you're in Salem, Oregon, but that picture behind you was New York city. And I didn't know that until you told me a few minutes ago before we started the show. And what, <laughs> and so what is, that's the name of the studio compound studios that you're in? Yeah. Compound studios. Uh, it's the Anthony Cumia studios, but, uh, yeah, they're high above New York city, uh, okay. in it, Oregon. It, Oh, okay. So, but all right. Well, is this a branch of the New York of the New York studio? Is that what is that what this is that you're at that you're in or at? Yeah, yeah. This this sure. is a, just the backdrop of the compound studio. It's uh, whatever. I I enjoy watching that program, so I uh, okay. I stole their backdrop and I just use it as my own too. So okay, I guess there's no copyright infringement when you steal someone's backdrop. It's just yeah. when, you, when you plagiarize other things. All right. <laughs> plagiarism but uh he's very there's some libel in there too there's some libel in there. yes it's a, it's a green screen harrison i'm not actually in new york city right now it's a green screen is all i needed to say he was very like very harrison cute. you're not really sitting in front of bricks right <laughs> <laughs> that would blow his mind <laughs> be like wait hold on a second. <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> because we have my favorite millennial on the show today with us I wanted to take a look at something we haven't looked at in a little while, but is always fun and always fascinating to review. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast. And happy. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody is looking forward to the weekend, weekend. That's right. The Morning Toast, hosted by Jackie and Claudia Ashri. This is a show that they're entering into their seventh season. The big hit morning show for millennials to get caught up on all of the hot goss in Hollywood. Monday through Friday. And this was the last show of 2023, December the 15th, I believe. They uh, they took a they're taking a little trip. They're taking a few weeks off for this, but oh, just like a millennial, to take a whole bunch of weeks yeah. off. I bet they didn't even tell anyone. I bet they're just like, yeah, I just assumed everyone would know. I'm not going to be here. You could tell they're so charismatic and so entertaining. They can't turn it off. No. It's impossible for them to turn this off. We've been new that the toast is bussin. We've been knowing. Beep, beep. We've been knowing. Yeah. Toot, toot. Beep, beep. Running my hands through my fro. Oh, wow. Dancing on 25. What song is that? Ignition. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so they started singing R. Kelly, and then they went, oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to get canceled. Oh, fuck. I don't even like R. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> Look at their faces. Like, oh, oh, my God. They're complicit in everything that he's <laughs> yes, done. Correct. So now they're going to explain why 
that's the one R. Kelly song you can sing still. Even though R. Kelly is canceled and we don't listen to his music anymore. He's a terrible person. But they're going to explain away why that one was all right. I think this is sound reasoning, too. You didn't just give me that O face. I wouldn't have realized it was R. Kelly who sang it. I'd just be like, I don't know. Maybe I would have Googled it. Probably not. So let me go back to that moment where I was just singing this fun song called Ignition. No, Ignition is a very unique song in the sense that, like, pretty much everyone stopped listening to R. Kelly. Like, it's not acceptable. Like, we are all deeply enraged by what he did. Like, everyone knows about it. But there's something about that song people can't let it go. Well, I like, feel he has like, a lot of songs now that nobody listens to. Yeah, I feel like Ignition kind of slips through the cracks as not being, like, so R. Kelly branded. Like, I Believe I Can Fly is a toast. It's done. It's, it's R. Kelly through and through. But I feel like I could have thought Ignition was by someone else. And I, and I might have no. thought that. So as long as you think it's not by R. Kelly, then you can still enjoy it. That makes These sense. women, they need to separate the art from the artist. Listen, right. I don't condone anything that Michael Jackson did with any child. However, he's got some bangers. That's just the way it is. Go ahead and listen to R. Kelly if you want to. Sing Ignition. Also, Michael Jackson made more than made up for any wrongdoing in launching Corey Feldman on the world. <laughs> so true. just the fact that Corey Feldman's keeping the Michael Jackson energy going, I give him a pass <laughs> on everything else. Oh, yeah, and I can't wait to see that show when it rolls into Detroit next year. Are you going to that show? Limp Biscuit, Corey Feldman. You yes. know it. All right, I, I'm going to come to that, too. I'm going to I'm gonna take up my boy Brian. He offered me, uh, I think, sweet passes or something for that show. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going with you. Do you know? Yeah, do you know <laughs> seriously, you might be able to. Do you know when the date is? Do you know what month it's in? Oh, I think it's July, but I can double check for okay. you and send over that information. Oh, we'll get you booked. don't have to do that, buddy. I got Google, but thank you. I'm I'm very excited to see Corey Feldman and leave after Limp Bizkit's first song. Like, all right, yep, I get it. They're <laughs> surprisingly good in concert. I was surprised the last time I saw him. All right, I'm going to go with someone else. <laughs> Producer Chris, what are you doing in July? I'm going to that show. <laughs> you go to Detroit? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so they're very excited for this episode. Like I said, it's the last episode of the year, and they want to make it a big show. We're just, I'm excited for today's episode. You know what I love is that whenever we take a break, our last episode before the break always gets like double the amount of downloads because, you know, we're essentially giving people a month, like your maternity leave, people had a month to listen to that last episode. Yeah. This time around, people have three weeks to listen to the final episode. So I want to make it so good. I want to be my well, best. Don't I'm jinx be it. Hilarious. Okay, but don't try too hard, please. <laughs> I want this show to be really good. All right, but let's not say that because it might fuck everything up. Yeah. So then, not long after that, I guess Jackie's the one who curates the stories they go through. So Claudia has a question about the stories they're going to be reviewing on today's show. So don't worry. And then we still have today's episode, which is going to be super fun. How are the stories? The stories themselves, I wouldn't say, are the strongest batch. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a big show. It's the last show of the year. Everyone's going to be checking it out. Tons of downloads. How are the stories today? Uh, uh, we're we're a pretty crappy show but <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna kind of suck <laughs> she couldn't even pretend i know but she's gonna save herself because they both realize like oh shit that's not a good way to start off a show we should probably explain that we're gonna have a lot of hot takes so this you could tell that this is not this is not them acting or putting something on this is totally legit today we have five stories and i believe we'll have something to say about them that's such good news. <laughs> That's such good news. <laughs> she reminds me of uh, SNL, maybe the late 90s. One of those fucking terrible 
actors that would be in the sorority sketches or something just like completely over that's such good news <laughs> stop buying that it it's incredible <laughs> this is incredible this this is real this is how we really talk to each other we're sisters and this is how we communicate that's such good news right all right now they're reflecting on the year that's been 2023 it's been a tough year for both of them we're going to find out but claudia is really proud of well herself <laughs> but also her sister and I just, I'm really proud of us. Like, this was a challenging year. You know, we talked about this a little bit on our most recent Patreon episode, but just looking at the year at a glance, like, you know, this year was it's so important to remember. It could always have been worse. Of course. That doesn't mean that but you can't remark on a hard On the challenges. Yeah. You know, you were rooted from your home. You had a very complicated pregnancy. TGTG Baruch Hashem. Charles made it here with us. Yeah. But then we also, you know, Theo... Israel. Israel. All right, so put this in perspective. Theo is a dog that just passed away. <laughs> so, hey, it's been a rough year. You're that tough pregnancy. Thank God your kid survived. That's great. Um, the dog died. Oh, yeah, there was that thing in the Middle East, I guess. that was. A- I would have led with Israel, but or left it out. <laughs> or left it out. But after the dog, it's just insulting. My puppy, Hamas. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All terrible things. So not a good way to start off the show. Again, they're like, we don't have great stories to tell. And then they start talking about what a bummer a year. It's disappointed. So then they got to get into, at least the toast is killing it, though. Oh, I think they've rebranded from the morning toast to the toast. I wonder if they don't do it in the morning anymore. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> well, the whole point of toast yeah, is that know, something you eat in the morning. So afternoon toast just doesn't work. Toast your glasses. I, I could have sworn. The first time you covered this show, it was the morning show that came out at like noon or something. It was like 1030. So, <laughs> they're, they're like, okay. this is the show that you watch before you have your morning toast. I'm like, who the fuck isn't up and having already <laughs> ate breakfast? McDonald's isn't even serving breakfast anymore at this point. That's what a good fuck? point, yeah. <laughs> most, per- most people are already hard at work. Yes. All right. So you might have noticed Jackie used this word earlier in one of my clips, but the toast be bussin'. Y'all, they're very excited because now they have to switch the conversation. Be like, okay, bad things are happening in the world with Hamas and, you know, that kind of thing. But our show has been crushing it. It was a challenging year. Highs and lows. We had a great year work-wise. The toast is just... The toast is bussing. The toast is bussing. How did I live without that word for so long? I don't know, but are you going to start using it like in everyday life? Of course, it is bussing. So if you do want to use it, if you really want to use it correctly, most of the time it's referring to food. So you would say, this beef stew is bussin'. My Saqqara meals are bussin'. Are they, though? Yes, they are. <laughs> this is an insane conversation with idiots. Yeah. They think they're hitting their stride, though. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, now we're getting it. Now yeah. we're getting our rhythm going. This Red Bull is bussin', y'all. Brandon, I mean, being the millennial here, is this how you kids yeah, I talk? Watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. watched the show. I watched you the probably show seen this day. episode all, already. All millennials are required to watch the show. Correct. I've seen it. You want awesome. to? It's not. It's not a requirement. It's a desire that they all have. All right. So this is very relatable. They're talking about they have this big trip coming up, and you know they're family, so they have the holidays coming up. And they're all going to be traveling. We have been so organized for our upcoming trip. Shout out to Margot and Olivia, who have really been carrying the load. Our in corporate terms of queens like- created a calendar for us. 
it's color coded and they even got like what who's cooking what night and what they're making it literally says like jackie's beef stew ben's chili it's actually i'm doing the chili because ben is on the hook for like a lot of breakfasts and lunch yeah that's so ben but ben is i mean i would love to do a chili cook-off with ben i'm ready that is so bad of course he's doing breakfast and lunch this is intriguing content intriguing it's pretty good stuff isn't it yeah i can't wait to see what they have for dinner well if you get the calendar it's color coordinated and even says what everyone is making that night so you can look forward to the beef stew days before it happens i hear it's buzzing (laughs) it's buzzing (laughs) but it's a little off because it still says ben's making the chili that's not happening so fuck ben (laughs) guys come on (laughs) ben does what ben does we gotta let ben be ben on this one guys come on oh ben (laughs) All right, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Jackie's going to remind us what her New Year's resolution is. I was just saying that I have a resolution. I already forgot it. Do you remember? Not that you would remember more than I would, but... Not that I would remember something you said. Right, that was like personal to me. And I remember when you tell me? I remember when I said it, you were like, you know, yuck. It wasn't for you. Oh, what? You're going to start homesteading and making your own toilet paper? (laughs) No, I forget what it was. Oh, I just remembered something I need to buy for our trip. (laughs) <laughs> and actually it's kind of funny <laughs> this is fucking insane do you remember what my resolution is oh my god i just remembered something completely different <laughs> okay thanks well, i thought the toilet paper was the answer well this turns into a whole toilet paper talk oh cool they get sidetracked with wiping stories <laughs> oh. get really john interested. are you listening yes get really interested in wiping in fact there are theories that are being floated around by these two about wiping i don't know if i've ever said this thing but your friend Sam's husband, Ben, has this, like, theory about wipes. Has he ever told you it? I don't know. And he told me it one time, and let me tell you, it changed the way, like, I wipe my ass forever. Okay. Jackie's just staring at her phone right now. I think she's looking for a New Year's resolution. <laughs> she's yeah. not paying attention to anything. She's reading, she's reading her phone. Hold on. Let me, let me try this. Brandon, ask me a question about uh, <laughs> the podcast we're reviewing. So what do you have to say about this? I don't know. Um, toast i I don't know that's very effective (laughs) yeah it actually works pretty well i should should use that more often all right let's get back into this i don't know if i've ever said this thing but your friend sam's husband ben has this like theory about wipes has he ever told you it i don't know and he told me one time and let me tell you it changed the way like i wipe my ass forever okay he was just saying like how crazy it is that like you take a poop and you just like wipe it with toilet paper when there's like duty on your skin like if you got duty on your finger you would run it under hot water scrub 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 like crazy but there's a duty water. on your skin and your butt and like some people just use toilet paper like it's disgusting okay i guess well it's different if with your finger because you're going to use your finger again and you want to get okay let's say you get it on your arm yeah no, that's a good point you're not typically grabbing a taco with your asshole <laughs> not typically but <laughs> you're right it was that one time well, that was college. <laughs> so now they get to do a whole discussion. You would think it looks like Jackie wanted to shut this conversation down. Quality is not ready to be done yet. She needs to talk more about her asshole and having a shitty asshole and what she does when her asshole is shitty and what the solution is for that. Because she's got a whole theory. She just said she's a theory 
about wipes, and I want to know what this theory. And this is the show they said was going to be fucking great, right? <laughs> well, she, the one girl except said, for the stories. The one girl said, "Don't jinx it." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I think you maybe you did." It's funny to think about, like how we just very nonchalantly like clean our asses, very haphazardly, if you will. When if in any other scenario, you got poop fecal matter on any part of your skin like you would scrub it off and that was him basically advocating for wipes i like the advocation but it's like the part of your body that's designated for fecal matter that you're not using for anything else so we can wait until you shower yes but it's just kind of crazy you don't use your asshole for anything else prudes i know <laughs> that's their problem yeah. <laughs> you just use your asshole to shit okay these girls i would think that they would have pristine buttholes bleached buttholes yes I would agree, and the way that she's talking about this makes me think that she does, because they're trying to transition back into the show. They just cannot, <laughs> cannot pull it off. Add it to list. Need a duty wipes for oh, okay. adults and children. I will. I just added it to my cart. So um, we've got a great show. I'm like kind of hesitant to dive in because it's like the last time we'll be able to talk about ourselves for the rest of the year. Oh, that's hard. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the last time they get to talk about themselves? We could talk about these stories, but then we'll be talking about other people. So this is just the banter, the banter portion of the show. Huh? Yeah, this is, yes. uh, I've heard good banter before. Have you ever heard of W.A.T.S.? Dude, the best banter in the business on W.A.T.S. No, puts this to shame. When Mike and I talk about wiping our assholes, and we have. <laughs> Very different conversation. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's one, true. Yeah. You're not lying. I'm not lying about that. All right. So Jackie then promotes her book for a while and she wrote a book called the camper and the counselor. It's a children's book. It's available on Amazon. If you want to check that out, I think I'll get it. Okay. And then, uh, so quality is finally ready to transition. It's like, can we finally start the fucking show? Let's see what happens. So all hope. that to say, before we dive in, all that to say is that even when we're not working, we're still working and there's always content for you. Yes, but that's not what I was going to say. All that to say, happy holidays, happy new year, Jax, the end of a chapter, the beginning of a book. I love you dearly, and let's dive in. Oh, now you're ready to dive in? Yeah. Was there anything else? No, but like two minutes ago, you weren't ready. It's crazy what can happen in two minutes. Yeah, me talking. I can get a girl pregnant in two minutes. (laughs) 30 seconds even. (laughs) I could be back asleep in two minutes. All right. So, I have one more clip from here. Now, you see the fun banter they're having back and forth. They're wiping assholes. They're making stews. There's a chili cook-off. It's a lot of fun. Ben. <laughs> and then ben, Ben's making breakfast. Don't forget Ben. Yeah, there's a lot going on here, obviously. <laughs> so, what happens next, I did not see coming. I was very surprised. Because Quadi remembers, oh, you know what? Actually, I did want to talk about it. I went out last night. She went to this event where apparently... They flew in relatives of the hostages in Gaza to get up and speak in front of this UN council and talk about the plight of their friends and family members. Everybody knows that video of the the beautiful brunette girl on the back of that motorcycle being taken into Gaza after the music festival. Her name is Noah. Um, Her friend was there and he was speaking on her behalf and he was like, you know, she doesn't have any siblings. Her mother has, you know, brain cancer. So some of her friends have been, she just got back from Australia. Like they're all traveling around the world advocating on her behalf because she doesn't really have a lot of people to do it for her. It was was very moving. Um, And I'm really glad that I went. It was so, and these kids, they're 16, you know? Yeah. They're so tough. Like, 
they were speaking and they like were on the verge of tears, but they didn't let a single tear shed. Like they were so tough and so strong and had such mental fortitude and they were so young. It was so impressive. I was like, I was so tired. I was like, should I go? Whatever. I was so glad that I went and they were just like so precious. A lot of them, their first time in New York, obviously I think they were wishing they were here for a completely different reason. Right. But um, a lot of, like, the Jewish organizations that brought them, I think, had planned, like, fun activities for them. Because they're still just, like, 16-year-old kids in New York for the first time. So they went to the Madonna concert last night at Barclays Center. What? what? (laughs) (laughs) I did not see that coming. They went to see Madonna? Like, all right, we got to talk to the U.N. and try to get more support for Israel and release the hostages, put some pressure on Hamas. And then, once you've done that, Madonna. Congratulations. What 16-year-old wants to go to a Madonna concert? No kidding. Plus, she's talking about the plight uh, of, of these, you know, Israeli hostages. Yeah. But you got to remember, it's on the same level as losing little Theo, the dog. Right. The that, that's what was even funnier to me when they just said, you know, this been a tough year. Your baby almost didn't make it. My dog died. Israel. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then it turns out that they are very tuned in and connected to a lot of people in Israel and part of like a lot of these groups and organizations trying to help these people. Like, oh shit, that definitely should have been the first thing you mentioned when you said 2023 was a rough year. October 7th should have been the first thought you had. Hey, <laughs> the dog's cute. I looked it up. The dog was very cute. It's all it's all under the bridge. Everybody got Madonna tickets. Everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can think of. I was so blindsided by Madonna. <laughs> Could you imagine these hostages finally get out? And they're like, oh, my gosh, it must have been tough for you guys, too, worried about it. It's like, well, yeah, until Lucky Star came out. And I was fucking, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's listen to my Madonna reference off her first fucking album, probably. All right. That's pretty good. It's <laughs> something. <laughs> it's, it's accurate. All right. <laughs> let's, they're going to um, be traumatized again. They're going to be traumatized again when Madonna shows up three hours late to that concert. Oh, God. When they actually show Madonna on the big screen, the, the close up. <laughs> 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 all right let's uh let's get caught up i know uh we did point dabble point yesterday if you haven't checked that out it's on the uh, who are these podcast youtube channel mm-hmm. great panel it was myself tukey casey armstrong and shuli agar were all on there and we were breaking down the week of john at his mom's house yes. all the podcasting he's been doing it's really been crazy i've enjoyed it because we're getting to see the real John. I'm getting bored of performative John, yeah. of boastful John, all these different versions of John. The gloat. Yeah, he's, he's looking for attention. He wants us to pull clips of these things. I get annoyed with that kind of stuff. But uh, there were some things that happened in the episode yesterday that I really wanted to key <laughs> in on. I thought you guys would find uh, some of the stuff interesting. <laughs> Of course, it starts off with John talking about lawsuits. John is constantly threatening lawsuits. And somebody says, you know, John, you don't sue anyone. You keep talking about these lawsuits. You don't actually sue anyone. So no one believes you. So now he has to list off what he's up to. Uh, North Cleveland, all your threats and not one lawsuit, really? I sued Sharon Stone. I sued Sirius XM. I'll just point out again. Sharon Stone settled out of court. 
So while you may have sued her, it was a settled out of court scenario where they actually did physical harm to you. So it was kind of a no brainer. And they just gave you $30,000 and said, go away. Series XM was frivolous. It was so stupid. Yeah. You had no chance. Got thrown out with prejudice. You had no chance at winning that case. It was so stupid. I was about to sue Tukey. And if he keeps it up, I will. I was about to sue Tukey. Lie. He said he was going to file the paperwork Thursday morning. And then we found out he was flying to Florida that morning. So no, you were never going to sue Tukey. You're lying. Also, you can't sue Tukey over a video you don't own that you claim to own the copyright for, which you do not. We all know you don't. You can keep saying you do, but you're a liar and you've been, you're a proven liar. So that's stupid. Last I heard, he put a certain thing behind his Patreon. Well, Patreon has uh, more stringent rules than even YouTube. So if that be true, Rocco, then we got problems. And I will file a lawsuit. You can call it fair use all you want. Nuh-uh. <laughs> All right, this is my favorite. <laughs> this is John not understanding how the law works in any single way. What Tukey and Rocco, what they say is even if John owned the copyright for this video, which he does not, he gave a copyright strike to YouTube. He had to release the strike because they disputed it. And if you continue that down that route, then John as the copyright holder would have to sue him within 10 days, business days. Mm -hmm. So... He decided to release the strike because he's got nothing, but he's acting like he did this out of the kindness of his heart, sure. but watch out. Cause I will sue. So Tukey's like, well, no, no it's, it's fair use either way. Listen to what John says here. You can call it fair use all you want. Nuh -uh. Wait till they hear you bash trans and bash black people. You're a racist too. We all know that we've even on this show. You said a bunch of racist shit that I had to kick you out of here. We'll see who the judge going to side with. Over a copyright dispute? Yeah. Don't forget, Rocco. You might know where I live. Whoa, that's a weird veiled threat at the end there. He's like, I know where you live. I know where you live too, Rocco, just so you know. So in John's crazy, warped, retarded mind, he thinks that a judge is going to say, well, do you own the copyright this video? No, I do not. Well, isn't it fair use? Well, no. In the fair use clause, if someone bashes trans people or is racist with their jokes, then you side with me. The judge goes, I don't remember that part. Let me. Uh... But you're making some sense. Oh, there it is right there. You're right. John Melendez, we side with you. He really thinks that he's going to win in the court of public opinion. It's not right. the same as court. The Melendez Dummy. clause. <laughs> yeah. But judge, look at these tweets. <laughs> it's so stupid. So this is. One of my favorite things to have happened on any of his shows ever. He's trying to explain how he loves everyone because Casey Armstrong and a lot of people are asking John, why do you keep calling Carl Lady K and Carla? He calls Casey Gacy. It's like, it seems mm -hmm. like you're homophobic and transphobic when you're misgendering people and calling them gay all the time, calling me effeminate. So John goes on to say, that's crazy. I love all people. And he's going to prove it. I am not anti anybody. I don't care race, religion, color, ethnicity. I don't care. I treat everyone equally. Heck. <laughs> I think the blacks should have sex with the whites. He thinks the blacks should have sex with the whites. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is a, 
a modern thing. This is a progressive person right here. Blowing my the, mind, John. The black should have sex with the whites. <laughs> and then, not two minutes later, check this out. This is insane. Penis wrinkle. You shouldn't call them. Well, no, you never use the term. You never use the term the blacks ever. That is derogatory. You, ever. You just said it. You just said the blacks. So Peter goes, you shouldn't call them the blacks. They are brown, which is, by the way, a callback to John not understanding why black people are called black people and white people are called white people. Like, We're beige. They're brown. I told Robin Quivers this. He's so stupid. I'm kind of told. I actually have that clip in a second. But John didn't even realize that he just said that. He was the one who said the blacks. He's just like, oh, no, no, you never do that. That's actually very bad. Yeah, Never no. do that. They are brown. Yes. And we're beige. We are not white. I've said that. I said it to Robin Quivers. I go, I, you know, this whole, I isn't saying black. Isn't that racist? Because, you know, they're brown. Would you call this wallet black? Yeah. No. Yeah, actually, I would. Would you call this white? No. That's no. Puerto Rico. <laughs> it's like beige, pink. <laughs> it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Do you have no understanding of history, John? You really don't know why they're called black people and white people? Is he that stupid? Again, I, I pose the question. Brandon, you're new here. Is he that stupid? <laughs> I think he is. I think that you try to, uh, you give him too much credit for being this dumb. You said it before. If he could pull it off, it's the world's greatest acting performance. Right. But no, he's just dull. I don't know why they call him blacks. I even asked Robin Quivers that. <laughs> He's such an idiot. All right, so now John's going to start threatening Casey Armstrong. So Casey used to be involved in this business, and the business partner, Casey claims it's just a sales guy for this company or something, but that guy reached out to John to give John this information on Casey. And so John, whenever John gets information about someone, he's going to weaponize it. And he cannot mm-hmm. wait to weaponize this info he has. KC, Brian Leader has DM'd me about your nefarious business antics and about how you stole the idea of WMAP and how you, do, and how you never wrote those books. So if you're going to fucking push me, I will read them on tomorrow's show. The ball's in your court. All right. <laughs> Chugging his Gatorade Zero. Later, that same threat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to leave refreshing. All I had to leave all that in. Thank you. So I don't hear anyone else. There's a lot of podcasts in this stupid little dabbleverse, hackverse world. And people go after different people from time to time. I don't hear anyone else with threats of, if you do this, then I'm going to leak this information. That's almost like extortion or blackmail. Yeah. It's definitely not something that's legal to do, to say <laughs> that I have this information and that will ruin your life if you do this thing that I don't want you to do. But he always has to have, like, uh, ammunition in the chamber ready to go. It's, right. He's got to have something on the ready. Yes. So John, in his dumb mind, is thinking, because he even said he knew that Casey was coming on point, devil point yesterday. If I hear one lie, I will release he already said what he was going to say in the case he didn't write the books that he claimed to have written and nefarious business deals. Like, I will read the DMs. Thankfully, Vince the lawyer comes on later on in this episode and goes, John, that is nothing. What you have there, he goes, I've looked into this. Casey did nothing wrong. You have no evidence. Just because you got DMs from somebody doesn't mean anything. 
So you, you think you have all this stuff. You don't. You have nothing. There's nothing to go with here. You could have, this guy could have no idea who Casey Armstrong is. He could have actually worked with Casey and just not liked Casey and just wants to fuck with them. But John, in John's mind, if you read something on Reddit or if someone messaged him something, or if they super chat him something, and it must be true. It right. 100% has to be true. Let's not forget that John's a class act. And he used to date this girl, Karen. But not just Karen. Karen has a last name, too. And he's put that out there. And people like to ask him questions about what him and Karen would do in the bed, as, as you might uh, say. You ever finish on Karen and Harris's face? I think maybe once. We definitely on a stomach. What a class act. Oh, come on, man. Is, is Karen Harris a public figure? Are you allowed to talk about someone like that on your show? Oh, man, that's just classless. It's that classless. Sucks. But Brandon, you come from radio. You must know the rules around this kind of thing. I don't know if there's FCC rules, but you guys never use people's last names if they're not, they don't have their own show or they're not a public figure. If they're a politician, yeah, have at it. If, they, if they're your competition, but yeah, like what do you we do? try not to unless that person puts themselves out there. If that person is out there gallivanting something or tra- or saying, "Look at me," as far as I know, I've never heard of this person. I've I've, I've never seen this person publicized anywhere. So to me, right. this is just hey, by the way, let me just tell you a quick little fact about what me and Karen did. I yeah, definitely on a stomach. And this is a girlfriend since before he was married. So we're going back 20, 30 years, and he's still bragging about having sex with a girl. It's embarrassing. All yeah. of this is very embarrassing. It, it almost Cringy. is like a guy who doesn't have sex with girls. <laughs> right? That's the kind of person who brags about finishing on someone's face or in their mouth like what he said a few weeks yeah. ago. I got so much tail in 86. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, my God. This whole episode started off bragging about this battle of the bands when he was in high school. Oh. <laughs> it's so stupid. He hit every single detail. It went on oh. for like 12 minutes explaining how amazing his band was and everything that happened. All right. You're the best. So let's talk about misgendering me. I'm bored of this subject. I don't care. John can call me Lady Kmart and Carla and anything else. I don't give a fuck. The reason why I'm pulling this clip is because John's so bad at defending himself over it. He doesn't understand how to defend himself. And I love when he gets his mother involved. who's sitting right next to him. Uh. <laughs> Base pill. Thanks for five bucks. Every time you extend the call, you break your own regarded lib for rules. How can you be trans if you make being trans? How is it derogatory? If he wants to be a lady, then if he wants to be known as Carla, what do you want me to do? Not call him Carla? Do I want to be known as Carla, producer Chris? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I've never said that. I shouldn't call him Lady K? If he wants to... Dressed up as a cowgirl? Is he gaslighting me? I want to dress up as a cowgirl. It was a, it was a consequence of wear a cow bikini. Not a cowgirl. A cow bikini is a consequence on the creep pop. So this is back to the performative version yes, of John. I know. It's annoying. The uh, uh, I don't know what to call this one. He he uh, He's like, oh, I'm just trying to do the right thing. Right. It's, it's confused. It's gaslighting. Confusion. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that term, but this is exactly what this says. He's just like... Carl's the one who calls himself Carla. Yeah. No, never once. Never a single fucking time. No. And, and no, I've never heard you call yourself Lady K either. And if he no. wants to base this whole thing off of the cow bikini picture, he was in drag all the time for The Tonight Show. There's pictures of him dressed up like Wendy. Is he, I'm not stuttering. 
uh, you know, you gotta, it, it works for you too, asshole. Yeah, for uh, Miss America, the uh, sure. Howard Stern book, he famously has a photo in there dressed in drag, dressed up like a woman. But I didn't enjoy it. Juanita. And come in my chat is Carla? I'm not supposed to call him that? I never did that. What do you, if I call him Carl, then I'm misgendering him. Okay. Right? No. <laughs> I don't know. You do. Ma, if somebody comes in my chat and keeps calling himself <laughs> Carla, then aren't I going to call that person Carla? What's a chat? Yeah, then I'm going to call him Carla. <laughs> I, I, leading the witness? Yeah. Objection, Your Honor. Ma, Ma, if someone comes into my chat and says, I'm better than them, I'm better than them, right? She'll be representing him in the next suit. <laughs> yes. And then he poses in a cowgirl outfit. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. He's so stupid. Yeah. Because that's what you wear every day. Yeah. Yeah, the, the mom's enjoying this. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So I love how he does his show in front of the fine china, by the way. Now, I don't have a fantastic background myself, but when you're putting, when you're the star of the show, find something better than the fine china. Yeah, he should be in a room somewhere. He's always out in the living room bothering everyone. And I didn't pull <laughs> this clip. It was a couple days ago, but his mom is milling about in front of him while he's doing a show. He's like, Ma, Ma, you're distracting me. Can you just go in the other room? Can you just get up and go in the other? It's like, you're in her fucking house, John. What are you doing? You're <laughs> bossing her around. She's not asking you to podcast every day from her living room because John likes to call people gay and misgender them. People keep calling him out for that. Again, I don't care. John can call me gay till he's blue in the face. And he probably will. Probably will at some <laughs> point, yes. But this is John's uh, defense for that. I have two gay kids. You think I'm anti gay? Are you out of your mind? Now, this is what I want to analyze. We talked about this on Point Dabble Point. Actually, I'm going to bring in my buddy Cardiff. He might have uh, some info on this, too. What's what's happening, Cardiff? Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hope you're in a better mood now than you were this morning. I'm always in a good mood on this show. All right, good. Hey, I'm hey, glad hey. to hear that. We treat you the right way over here. And, and I do want to go back to the Battle of the Band stuff. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that in a second. John just said he has two gay kids. So we know that the middle daughter is gay. She explained that in that article that we read that was posted. Yes. And then his firstborn was gay in high school. In fact, famously was uh, prom queen and queen. The first time ever a gay couple was voted the prom queen and mm. queen at that high school. because her Calabas her, High School. Yes. Her and her girlfriend yeah. were very popular. And but we then, all know that because he tweeted it out constantly. Correct. I know yes. I, all yes. this information I know because John's told me this <laughs> yeah. and yes. everyone else. All right. This is not, I'm not fishing for this information. <laughs> but then the gay daughter became a man who I assume still likes women. Wouldn't that make him a straight man? Wouldn't he have one gay daughter and one trans son, not two gay kids? I think instead of saying gay kids, he he should have used the alphabets. Yes, the, uh, the LGBT. Then yes, then you get away with it very easy. You don't have to explain I'm, yourself. I'm looking for the. I keep trying to think, but nothing happens. Draw. <laughs> yes, I know. It's 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 a real head scratcher, isn't it? You're like, all right. I know John's a victim, but he's is he describing his victimhood correctly? I can't tell. He doesn't know. <laughs> Cardiff, talk to me about this battle of the bad story that he started off his show with. He, well, he he went on for about ten minutes describing the sets they built. Yep, they had guillotines and mm -hmm. trap doors and all this costumes, uh, costumes. masks, 
they had this whole elaborate thing where pallbearers came out and carried a casket up to the stage. He didn't put this much in opening for Ozzy, <laughs> but at Plain Ridge High School, Plain Edge High School, my alma mater, uh, yep. <laughs> he put all this effort into this, and it was a sold-out show. Remember, it was a sold-out show for the Battle of the Bands. Like, he was talking about this. There's no way he built, there's no fucking way Stuttering John built a trap door. John, show us something from this Battle of the Bands that proves any of this actually happened. Like, he's describing Alice Cooper in 1986. Right. That's what he's describing. It's not the, the what were the still ministers or Stiff minister. Stiff minister, stiff yeah. Minister. The stiff minister. And then uh, George Collin gave me a time machine, and we got Eddie Van Halen <laughs> and Mozart, <laughs> and we started rocking out. Buckethead was there. I thought <laughs> I thought of Bill and Ted. Do you, know what, do you know what kind of engineering is required to build a trap door <laughs> that somebody's not going to die from? Yeah, it's not, I'm not buying it. Oh, you keep flicking out and off over there. I don't know why. Chris? All right, we got these up. It's too handsome. <laughs> That's never the problem with uh, producer Chris Cardiff. Speaking of handsome, there's a guy who uses the old Cleveland Indians logo as his avatar, and John is not happy about that. This guy is using Chief Wahoo. That is racist. Okay. And he's insulting my daughter. <laughs> I was oh. going to say that's not why he's using it. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's go back to what that was. Is, is uh, Lily Delabate, and of course uh, that would imply <laughs> that John's daughter's father is actually Gary Delabate, Baba Bowie, and it does say, uh, "Is Baba Bowie my real dad? I hope he is. He's rich." And so, whenever John sees something like this, that he doesn't want to address. He either talks about a spelling error or a typo or racism. This is a logo that was on a stadium three years ago. It was on everyone's shirt in that stadium three years ago, and now it's the craziest thing anyone's ever seen. Guy is using Chief Wahoo. That is racist. Okay? And he's insulting my daughter. What? Actually insulting Baba Booey. (laughs) Yes, because that's what Carl was trying to compare Lily to Gary because of her teeth. Yeah, yeah, they beat on my kids, mom. <laughs> she goes, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's like, it does make sense, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of her fucking teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, Susanna. Susanna and Gary were very good friends. <laughs> yeah, they? right. It's all coming together for her. I was like, But I can't call him Carla. But he can goof on Lily. But I can't call him Carla. I know it is. And I'm you glad you're watching, like, Because you see the hypocrisy in all these people. It's not hypocrisy. I don't care if you call me Carla. It's fine. We don't care. Can you imagine a grandmother having to deal with this? No. I'm, I'm glad you're here to hear my side of the story so that you can back yeah. me up on all of this. Yeah, let's yeah, be nice. Yeah, yeah John. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right. So now no, this, no! Is, this is hilarious Sorry. because... Um, Vince, the lawyer, has been sending food to John's house, regardless of where he is, California, Florida, New York. It's constantly food getting sent to his house. And on Christmas Day, he sent Domino's. And John was not having that. Oh, we don't need that shit. Get that shit out of here. (laughs) 
But they kept sending food, so eventually John decided to make signs and put them outside. He's got all these signs outside. <laughs> fucking amazing. Tell people, yeah, I have an example of one that Shuli <laughs> sent me. We showed on Point Devil Point last night. I'll show you. So John decided to put these signs out. Well, unfortunately, Vince decided to order pizza from the place they actually liked the pizza from. So now, what the fuck are we going to do? How do we navigate this? Because we actually want that pizza, yeah. but we already put up the signs. And how are we going to pull this off? Don't, Vince, thanks, Ducks, don't do it because they're not going to come up here. You know, I got signs all over the place, Finn. He's trying to send us a free pizza from Papalato's. Oh. So if you want it, man, you got to go out front. <laughs> yeah, not, he's a friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Vince. So, he, so if you want it. He's a friend. He's trying to solve this problem right now. He's like, okay, there's food being sent here. We want that food. There are signs outside that say, don't ring the doorbell or knock on the door. Ugh, Mom, go sit out the rain. Yeah. <laughs> that was a solution. Mom, Mom, you go wait. You wait <laughs> yeah, for it. Right. Yeah, the leading the witness. So if you want it, yeah, if, yeah, I right. want it. But I'm not saying that <laughs> That's part. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. Well, they'll probably come and see the signs and not come in. But if you don't want to get up, don't worry about it. Uh-huh. I'll put it you on know, her. They'll keep it for you, probably. Yeah, yeah don't worry. Yeah, you can go down yeah, there and pick sorry, it up. Sorry, man. I, th- 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 you know, we got it all all barricaded here. Yeah, barricaded. <laughs> yeah, so this is an example of the sign I have it up on the screen right now. Do not knock. Danish thing. Do not knock or ring the doorbell. Three exclamation points. And for some reason, instead of a K, they put an N, and then they tried to fix it by coloring it in, but I don't think it worked. Oh, wait, that draws attention to it. Shut. <laughs> yeah, that looks even stupid. My five-year-old daughter can make a better sign than yes. that. That is such a terrible sign. <laughs> There's no no thought about centering or how much room they're going to have. But tell me guys in the bathroom, like, oh, shit, how do I fit doorbell on what, here? What was I going to say? <laughs> the word do is the biggest word on that sign. <laughs> yeah. Quickly lost real estate. Oh, you kind of petered out there at the end. <laughs> So they, and now they, this is the same pizza guy who John got his son into NYU. That's right. I forgot about that. There's so much has happened this week. It's so insane. So do you want to tell that story real quick? John had to call well, the dean and, yeah, and, and so, vouch for this guy. He doesn't even know. So, so this guy asked for a letter as John is such a esteemed NYU attendee. That's all I'll say is he attended mm-hmm. NYU. We have no evidence of graduation. Correct. Uh, but this pizza guy asked John to write a letter to help his son get into NYU. And John, going above and beyond, got the dean on the phone, said, hey, this is this kid. He's going to do good. <laughs> it's a good kid. It's a good kid. I, I, I don't know. I'm looking at the grades. I'm looking at what he did as far as extracurriculars. I just, I'm not seeing it. But if... John Melendez is telling me this is a good kid. All right. I'll do this for you, buddy. It's unbelievable. He's really stupid. He thinks that we're all stupid, too, which is the fun part about this. And 10 short years later, his son gave my son skateboards. So quid pro quo. So, yeah, I forgot about that part of it. So um, now we're going to see John watching Casey Armstrong. And I just want us to sit back and observe an idiot who has no idea how to review another show, how to analyze it, what he does. Because he's a moron, he yells at Casey Armstrong as if Casey is watching him back. 
He literally has conversations with people who aren't there and who aren't watching the show. I know Casey wasn't watching the show because I talked to him right after this happened. And he's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't watching that. So he's not watching this. He doesn't. He's not paying attention. But John wouldn't know that. I got to reply to it because uh, my friend, my friend, uh, Tubby, he sends me a bunch of clips of John talking about me. And every fucking clip is a lie. Really? Like what, Case? Like what? What's the lie? I'd like to hear it. Numb nuts. Well, maybe unpause it then. He pauses and starts yelling at him. This is not <laughs> happening in real time, John. This already is. This is pre-recorded. You're watching a rerun. <laughs> Imagine going Yell to a, a live play with John. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me the lie. It's completely untrue. And I, I don't know. How does he get away with doing that? Look, I'm not going to sue the guy. Everyone knows that. I happen to be a, a man. Maybe I should I should knock out that shit. But while he's going to bash me for being anti-gay, he just uses a misogynistic term. I'm not going to sue him because I'm a man. As if men, only women sue? Is that what you're trying to say, Kate? You are so bad at this it is so easy to take you down. All right, John, I'll translate it since you're a moron. What he's saying is that man up. Be a man about it. Settle these things outside of court and the law. Let's not get courts involved and attorneys and attorney fees and judges. Man the fuck up. And that is misogynist. Talk to someone directly <laughs> is what Casey is saying. And watch John. He's so proud of himself. He thinks he's got a gotcha right here. As if men... Only women, Sue? Is that what you're trying to say, Kate? No, that's not what he's trying to say at all. That's stupid. And this, No, that's John deliberately not getting the point. Is he deliberately not getting yes, the point? Okay, yeah, because watch him victory laugh about oh, this. Yeah. You are so bad at this. It is so easy to take you down. Because I'm a man. What does that mean, Case? You're not going to sue because you're a man. So only men don't sue. Is that what you're saying, Case? You just screwed up your whole argument in your first 10 seconds. Vince, you must be impressed. I was talking How easily <laughs> I could dissect this lummox and fucking, oh. Yeah. See how he's not oh. talking back to me? <laughs> he's too easy. I shut him up. Yeah, he's not saying nothing. He so. makes fucking Lady K seem like Einstein. Sick burn. So based on this criteria, can John's oldest son sue? <laughs> well... See, again, I go back to, are there two gay children or just one? I don't know. See, I know what you're saying. Deliberately not missing, deliberately missing the point. But then the way that he says, I just fucking crushed this guy. Obviously, he has no argument against me because I beat him. And this goes on because he brings on Vince the lawyer. Vince the lawyer comes on the show, which, by the way, him and Vince the lawyer had a falling out earlier in the week, and now they're friends again. Of course. Because Vinny just knows how to manipulate John. He really understands exactly how to control him in every single way. Proves it over and over again, multiple times a week. And John keeps falling for it. I know he trolls me sometimes. He's always trolling you. He's trolling you right now. Here is an example. Oh, you mean the secret formula of beer and pizza? Well, no. The secret formula is you agree with them on who they think sucks. So when Vince the lawyer goes, yeah, Shuli's not funny. John goes, see, this guy gets it. This guy gets me. Yeah. 
or he makes fun of my teeth or something. He's just like, yep, Lady K's got shitty teeth. I like this. The enemy guy. of my enemy is my friend. Yes. So he falls for it every time. But yeah, it doesn't, the pizza and beer doesn't hurt. That's for sure. He does Softening. enjoy it. He does enjoy getting some, uh, some free goodies. Vince, are you watching this idiot? Yeah, I am. Well, I'm watching. <laughs> but what? I mean, <laughs> haven't we already said this a billion times? Well, I mean, I have different opinions on the thing. But, John, I do have to apologize. You're 100% accurate. He asked me if you were ever selfless to someone. and I. Okay, so this is very good trolling on Vince's part. I wouldn't think to do this. He's playing on the fact that John thinks that offering to watch my cast that don't exist in Florida is the same as doing me a favor. In John's mind, if he offers to do something nice for somebody, he already did that nice thing for somebody. So watch how Vince plays this. To someone. And I totally forgot that you selflessly made an apology, or not an apology, you, you made a declaration to him saying, if there's ever any time you need me, I'll be there for you, Casey. And Vince, you can use this part of the audio. We have other audio that we had other private conversation. But specifically, you did something nice for him. Yep. And I totally blew it. I totally forgot that. I, I, was, I was so mad. I'm going, Vince. Bring up the take. Did you remember I said the world is better with you? Yes. Yes. And John, as we're watching it in the car, uh, I was telling the kids, I'm like, I was so stupid because. See, he's working in all these. This is immediately when he gets on the show. So he's already playing John by saying, you know, I, I forgot when they asked about an example of you being selfless. I forgot you offered to help him out if he ever needs help. Well, no one ever apologizes to John, so that's the perfect lead is, hey, Correct. I owe you an apology. Correct. He's he already won. He, yeah, he loves He can say anything after that. But then he also plays into the fact that he has, for whatever reason, convinced John that his children enjoy centering John's right. program. Yeah. There is no way in fucking hell <laughs> any child would sit I mean, there. Yeah, if adults don't, why would kids? <laughs> children would not enjoy this program in any single way. It would make no sense. So then Vince works in the, I was talking to my kids. We were watching this in the car. Watching it in the car. Uh, I was telling the kids, I'm like, I was so stupid because he's trying to like paint this picture of a negative towards you. And with that specific question, you actually did something privately for him, selflessly for him. You made this beautiful speech to him that I never actually got to give to him. But, yeah, sorry about that. No, I know. I, I, but that would have, I bet you that would have had him in tears if you played it. Ugh. John thinks that just suggesting you do something nice for someone would have somebody in tears. Hey, what else are we here for? <laughs> yeah, right. So charitable, this man. It's, a, it's unbelievable. So then what happens next is John's talking about those DMS he got from Casey's supposed business partner. That's going to out Casey for all this nefarious business dealings. And this is where Vince, the lawyer goes, you know, I actually, I've looked into it. There's really nothing there. I don't know that you should even be exposing this stuff. You don't know who sent that to you. You don't know if the information's correct. I've looked into it. It doesn't seem like it is. And then props to VTL. Something I don't say very often. He brings up Tahiti village. He goes, John, what about if someone brought up about, you know, how you used to promote Tahiti Village and that was kind of a shady thing that they were doing at the timeshare? Because remember, we played it recently when John was on the M. Corolla show in 2008 and he's promoting Tahiti Village. He didn't say it was a timeshare. He didn't say there was a timeshare pitch. He didn't say anything like that. He just said three days, two nights, beautiful resort, and it's totally free. You got to trust me on this one. Just tell him John Melinda sent you. And it's a free vacation. It's, it's beautiful. 
never, and you're gonna be forced to be in meetings and there's a hard sales pitch and you gotta go through this and this and this. None of that information was put out there. So Vince brings this up to him and all of a sudden, John's memory gets foggy. It's weird because John remembers everything. It's a steel trap. You can't get past this. As soon as Tahiti Village gets brought up, John can't remember and he starts to stutter again, which is weird. I haven't seen John stutter in months, but then all of a sudden when he's lying... Remember you pitched Tahiti Village? Should we hold you liable for that if there was anything wrong with it? I don't know if there was, but... Tahiti Village. Tahiti Village. Yeah, you used to pitch Tahiti Village. Remember you were fighting with Howard, and you weren't necessarily on Howard's show, but you were pitching it to um, one of the other podcasters, and that's where you and Howard started to get into an argument about like 10 years ago. Tahiti? You yeah. don't remember being a pitch man for Tahiti oh, Village? Oh, but was that... The, was it? I, I thought it was just timeshares. The only thing John has ever admitted to has been being a bad actor when he has yes. spoken of his own movie. Right. So he should not try this tactic. No, I know. It doesn't work at all. We're not buying He's it for a second. Ter- looking off in the distance. Oh, Tahiti Village. Gosh, yeah. that sounds familiar for some reason. Why? I could go for a Tahitian treat right now. Well, I have one more clip on here. And this is my favorite one because... As they're talking about all the transphobia and all these terrible things and, and John's children, Vince asked the question that we all want to know the answer to, only because John will not answer it. <laughs> would you have sex with a trans woman? I don't care if it's pre or post, whatever. Would you have sex with a trans woman? So Vince asks this, this question, and John, the deflections here are amazing. There's two in a row, actually. <laughs> Tell you. Workout video. Would no. you ever hook up with a post-op transsexual? I have never thought about those things. Well, think about it now. But if, if presented with, I that, know Jim post- Norton is with a, um, nope. you know, neither a, here nor there, a, a transgender person now, and I don't. Yep. it doesn't pre or post op. I it, I don't. Well, does does the pre- person have a penis or not? Jim Norton's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does he know that for a fact? I don't know. I think he just wants we- out of this interview. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. We can only assume. We can only assume. Yeah. Yeah, so if someone had a penis, would you hook up with them if they were trans? Yeah, good question. Who are these people trying to come into my oh, room? And why did you give sudden, my fucking link out? All of a sudden, there's people trying to get into his chat. Oh, my God. Or, I mean, into the, the show. They're in the green room back there. Oh, he can he, see the green room? He just, yeah, he just noticed it now, even though they've been there for 15 minutes. Because I know it was going on behind the scenes. You had Mike Morrison there and producer Joe both trying to get on the show. Both got blocked. They've both shown evidence of that. They've... They, uh, filmed it, them getting blocked by John, and now all of a sudden it's just like, all right, enough about Jim Norton. What would you do? And he's like, wait a second, what is this back here? Me? I didn't give shit. Yeah, out. it looks like it's like weird. Vince is also a bad liar. <laughs> <laughs> Who me? Yeah, watch. <laughs> I didn't give shit. Out. Yeah, it looks like it's like weird. What? I didn't give shit out. Don't let him in. No, I'm not. But you definitely gave it out because I only sent you the link. Okay, so that that's our buddy uh, Stuttering John. We got to keep asking that question. I don't think anyone should give John money, but if you do, ask him if he would have sex with a trans woman. I want to know how committed he is to the cause. LGBTQ plus cause that we have going on that we're all behind. Hey, Kindy. Hey. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. How's it going? It's all right, I guess. Yeah. How was your holiday? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I gotta say though, your tips don't look frosted anymore. You just look really old and gray. So. 
Okay. It's kind of a compliment. Good observation. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll take it. They're not they're like frosted. That's pretty cool. I shouldn't talk. I look like an MLB pitcher's wife right before the neighbors call the cops. So, Yeah, what happened to you? I don't know. I don't know. Was that makeup tutorial helpful at all? From no. uh, Brandy's daughter? No. All right, I'll send you the entire I video. I should try. I should wear makeup sometime. You should really glow up, Kendy. You need to work yeah, on that. Kenny, have you met uh, my buddy Brandon? I have not. Hi, Brandon. I've heard Hi, a lot Kenny. of your episodes on here. I appreciate your uh, contributions to this show as well. Oh, thank you. At least somebody appreciates me. I do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think since we have uh, Kendy here in Cardiff, we need to poke a dabbler. Let's get right into it. I don't know if Brandon knows how to play. Brandon, are you familiar with to poke a dabbler, my friend? I am. I am. Don't worry about me. Good, good. I actually asked uh, Brandon before the show started because he does have to get out of here and do a Drew and Mike episode tonight if he wanted to stick around for Topoka Dabbler. And he was into it. He was excited about it. I'm going to win. Anything's possible. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, Topoka a Dabbler. Are you ready to play Topoka a Dabbler? Yeah, he can sit there with John. And goof on me in his panel basement, John. But you know, if Lady K, and this is not a threat, people, you know, if Lady K, here comes a threat, <laughs> saw me in person, he would fucking run the other way. <laughs> Just like the shit way you did when I tried to interview him. They are what you call internet bullies. Might be just our sense of smell. Yeah. <laughs> Other uh, reasons. Yeah. Why do you want me to play that dick? It's it's so. I, I don't want to give it any fucking promotion. But, you know, even though I just did. Well, yeah. See, Doctor Vibes. That's what I'm saying. I did. I just say I don't think Vinny is such a bad guy. I just think that Vinny has a bad friend, Lady K, and for some reason he can't quit him. He should, but he won't. So he's going to sit there and support, like every time. It's kind of cute. <laughs> no matter what I said to Vinny about Lady K, like I could have said that he fucking, I don't know. I could have made up any kind of lie about him. He still wanted to be this guy's friend. What a fucking moron. <laughs> like anything. Really bad. Like, you know, like he fucking... Like, like anything, you know, he fucking. What did John say next? <laughs> Number one, rapist. Okay. The murderer. Next, arsonist. <laughs> Four, hate criminal. <laughs> Lastly, internet bully. To poke. A dabbler. All right. It can't be arsonist. That would be too funny for John. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, I have to say, B murderer, even though it's boring. I think that's where John's mind finally got to after all of that thinking. Brandon, you're new here. You go next. I'm going to go with one rapist. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, definitely a possibility. Kindy? I'm torn between one and B, but I'm going to go with B just because he's unimaginative. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. Oof. Producer Chris. I did not work the spread because I went with one rapist. Okay, so it's... Uh... I think it's deflection on his part. All right, let's... <laughs> yeah, let's see. I just Even... want to point out, for the record, 
the way you guys are playing this game. He did use the term internet bully. Yes. Leading up to this clip. I just want to point that out. That's, oh, shit. That's hanging there. Okay. That's a red herring. Yeah. That's why I didn't saying, pick that. That's why I, I didn't pick I it. could tell Vinny that he, he shits in the sheets <laughs> and Vinny would still be this guy's friend. No matter what I said to Vinny about Lady K, like I could have said that he fucking, I don't know, like anything. Really bad. Like, you know, like he fucking, like, like, like anything, you know, he fucking, he's an arsonist or no! something. Oh, no! Come on! An arsonist! I can't believe he knows that word. At first, I thought he he said narcissist. That's why I grabbed this clip. I could have sworn he said narcissist. (laughs) I gotta see that again. And I will point out, and maybe John knows this, I grew up in a town called Spencerport. A lot of mysterious fires when I was growing up. A lot of buildings burnt down. Hmm. Yeah. Flexing a little? Without any bikes inside. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Lady K. Like, I could have said that he fucking, I don't know, like anything. Really bad. Like, you know, like he fucking, like, like anything. You know, he fucking, he's an arsonist or something. <laughs> Just whatever. And Lady K, complete narcissist. Did he, def- Did he try to say narcissist and say arsonist? Uh I think he got confused. (laughs) Yeah, I think he got confused too. He was had a real hard time spitting a word out. One more time, and then we'll move on. Like you know, like he fucking like like, anything. You know, he fucking he's an arsonist or something. Just arsonist. Then he would defend. Burn yourself. (laughs) I'm in the mood for a melody. I'm in the mood for a melody. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for a melody. I'm in the mood for a melody. I'm in the mood. Fucking is Brennan like it's 117. Am I missing something here? Probably the time zone. <laughs> Probably. Be my guess. Thank you, Shirley's Web Crystals. It's like. Yeah. Look, he's got. 173 people waiting for him, and he's not here. Is he? Did he get a flat tire? Good one. Hey, Cam, did you get a flat tire? He's not listening to you. Did you need to get your yellow bicycle helmet repaired? This is before you liked Kevin again. <laughs> yeah, he was convinced that I guess Kevin was not starting a show because he was on. Oh, okay, got it. Did you need to get more pink sneakers so you could ride your bike? What's with all these guys in the Dabbleverse who have problems with their feet? Well, you got Clubfoot Carla, <laughs> and then you got fucking Kevin who's got to wear some fucking lady shoes because he can't fit into normal shoes. What's going on? Wait a second. The list goes on. <laughs> lady shoes because he can't fit into normal shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's misogynistic. Yeah, yes. right. Kenny, do you wear lady shoes or normal shoes? I On guess I feet. wear abnormal shoes. <laughs> with these feet. They have all these problems with their feet. That's all for this time. Come back next time. Actually, John has problems with his feet, too. Remember he talked about how smelly they are? <laughs> I was like, remember, John, do you smell? He's like, well, my feet do. <laughs> I never he's like the Tonight Show. Everything on his body. 
He has gotten exponentially more disgusting just in the past few months. Yes. Agreed. He's he is a troll, and I don't mean an internet troll. I mean eats Billy goats, lives under a bridge, turns to stone in the sun. Troll. Like this, he's the kind of person that trolls are based off of. They just lived thousands of years ago and were disgusting dregs of society. And became monsters. That's what is exactly what he is. Answer me these questions three. <laughs> it seems to me like you're the expert, Mark. Who's the biggest loser? <laughs> Barbara Levy, the shit wear. <laughs> and he called it two years ago, said he's yeah, turning into a turning monster. Into a monster. He has arrived. Yep, he's he there. He's here. Find out if you are a loyal enough friend to poke Uh-oh. a dabbler. Brought to you by... Subreddit Surfing Live, Saturday, March the 9th. Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Get your tickets now at carlsoncomedy.com. I'll be there. Sit, Eugene, sit. Good dog. Gets me every time. I do enjoy that. All right, Brandon McAfee, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and for pulling clips of that awful podcast watching no thank you for having me i I really appreciate it i remain a big fan of this show the drew and mike show loves having you on every other week you'll be on i believe this upcoming week on tuesday and uh i'm a very very proud patreon member as well i've enjoyed all the uh the bonus material that you and chris put together the uh the saga of the book i i i'm a a big fan so if uh, anybody wants to check out that patreon i i recommend it I mean, go on. I mean, you don't have to stop now. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, people should check out the Drew and Mike show. It is a show that comes out. They they record it Sunday through Thursday for the most part, but it's meant to be listened to Monday through Friday. Oh, okay. On your morning commute or whatever you do in the morning, get caught up on uh, all the news and all the fun information that's going on on the Drew and Mike show. And, and check out the, uh, the YouTube channel, too. Drew would really like you to check yes. out the Drew and Mike show on YouTube. I'm on there. Every time I, I come on and do an appearance, they always put my videos up. Although I was a little bit disappointed because the last time I was on your guys' show, I did a whole breakdown of Tom Segura and how he has lost touch with his roots. And I, I, had, great these, I had these clips of him from when he was first doing stand-up and when he first started the podcast and talking about not having a lot of money and people who show off their money or douchebags and then fast forward to him and his fancy cars and yelling at poor people and all this shit. And then uh, on the YouTube channel, they had to cut out a couple of the video clips I brought. You guys quickly bent the knee to YouTube instead of uh, pushing back as I would have done. You guys are just like, oh, Netflix, Netflix says they own this. Okay, never mind. We'll just cut it out. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We'll get we'll get a lot more aggressive when it comes to posting, but uh we we do like posting your segments. Those are on every other week. You also do a phenomenal job of breaking down Corey Feldman on the Drew and Mike Show YouTube <laughs> channel. So people should definitely subscribe to uh the Drew and Mike Show on YouTube and uh hit the notification button while you're at it too. Thanks so much for having me, Carl. Thanks, Brandon. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, Brandon. Take care, guys. See ya. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see Corey Feldman and uh, Limp Biscuit with that idiot. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So you brought up at the end of your game there, Cardiff. I was watching Bedabbler today. You're very hurt. You had a. It seems like you had a little bit of a falling out with Tukey. Tukey went on Misery Loves Company, and Kevin Brennan, who. Honestly, doesn't know what's going on, which is fine. Why would he? 
But he started asking Tukey about how it used to be Tukey soup on Sunday nights. Now it's potato soup on Sunday nights. And, of course, the reason for that is that Tukey said he needs his weekends back and he can't be prepping for a show all Sunday and then doing Tukey soup. So he wanted to move to Wednesday mornings. Carter said, all right, cool. I can take that time slot and do potato soup. But when asked about this on MLC, Tukey threw the potato right under the bus and said, yeah, he stole it from me. He stole my idea. He stole my time slot. And Cardiff went, well, what the fuck, man? Why, why are you lying about this to an audience who doesn't know what's going on? So where are you at right now? Have you, have you and Tukey had a conversation behind the scenes since what I witnessed this morning? Are you guys good now? What's happening? No. You haven't talked. No. And you're still angry with we'll, him. We'll figure it out. You, th- you think you will? I, I, I don't. I'd rather not discuss it. If that's okay. No. Mom and dad are fighting. It's not okay. I want to talk about this. Cocksucker. Because oh. I, I need Cardiff and Tukey, March 22nd in Tampa. Tickets on sale soon. Yeah. I'll get that link up. It's a holiday weekend. We'll, we'll get it figured out. But tickets on sale soon. I need these guys at WTP Live when we do this. And I don't want you guys fighting. Well, let's let the tension build up and then we reunite them oh, on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck Tukey. Like, uh, what a piece of shit. Crusty and Sideshow Bob. Yes. <laughs> I mean, everyone's boxing in this universe, so That's maybe true. we'll do that. Whoa. That'd be hilarious. I think you got some uh, reach on Rocco. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. My, my money's on uh, the potato on this one. I can only go half around, but I've got some reach. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back on uh, Wednesday again. I haven't picked a category yet. If you have any ideas for a category, send those in to me. Do you have an idea? You look like you do. I was thinking <laughs> drama round two where we're, everyone's on the same page. Oh, 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 oh. What? Oh, you mean like Andy's not cheating? The teaser. The teaser. The all right, so what we do on the midweek episodes is we pick a podcast category, and then myself, Lucy Tightbox, and Andy Q Public come in and present what we think is the worst podcast in that category. We tried to do audio drama. I should have said audio, audio. drama, but I was looking through the categories, and it's called drama. So yeah. I thought that would be enough, but it wasn't. Nope. People didn't understand the assignment. So maybe we should try audio drama again, now that everyone knows what that is. Well, yeah, and the one you brought was fucking hilarious. Right. So I want to hear more of that kind of shit where Yes, I know the terrible work, acting. The acting yeah. and I brought up to Vinny, we did a bonus show for the creep off yesterday. I brought up to him, I want to add that to the Wheel of Consequences. Oh, we have right. to create our own audio yes. drama podcast, yeah. recruit friends, write a script, do all the production on it. So all right, cool. I like that idea. All right. Let's try that again. That'll be fun. There you go. There's our there's our teaser. Forgot where I was just now. Uh, do we have any new reviews? We do. Um, let me hit the net news. <laughs> let me hit the net news, and then uh, we'll be back with reviews and voicemails. Kindy is going to shine. This is where she shines in this segment. But first, what's going on on the internet? Whoa! From Tightbox Studios in crummy downtown Rochester, it's the segment that won't go away. Internet news! Yay! From Facebook, Shane Earl notes that Carl used to be in marketing. He still is, but he used to be too. Lee Cohen retorts, Carl used to be entertaining, and then the dabbleverse began. Josh Manowski reminds us that John may be playing 4D chess with all the trolls and haters, but Tukey is the puppet master. And Pablo Mesa takes John down a peg. 
I'm the goat. Mom, unplug all the phones, Mom. Jade Runner says, a 45-minute of Stutjo abuse with Anthony Cumia? What a delightful Christmas present. Rusty Mertz reminds us of the true wonders of the universe with, God, I'd give anything to know what slash how SJ's siblings feel about him. Captain Dunsell brings up a good point. Nice to see the grown-up Cartman home for the holidays. And adds, no, Mr. Kitty, that's a bad Mr. Kitty. Replace Kitty with anyone he's mad at at that moment. You must respect my authority. Landrew NX3FR opines, John has to be the center of attention at his mom's house. Chicken Little Syndrome reminds us that John is the gloat. But Janet Jacobs 7172 notes, he's the bloat. Really, Chilean Chili 832 asks the hard questions with, why does it look like Anthony Cumia is wearing lipstick? And from Patreon, Blart Simpson suggests, I believe there's an Aqua Teen Hunger Force where Carl yells at his mother. It would be a Christmas miracle if Baloney Factory did something with that. Toilet TM gushes. Stut Joe's coming to town is a real earworm. So much soul in it. Richard Lucas has a valid complaint. Carl! Another year with no nudes from review girls? I've been hoping for Lucy Tightbox since May. And over on YouTube, the love keeps flowing from Yokes27. Damn, Carl giving us content on Christmas morning? You're a good egg, sir. Have a great holiday. But let's not forget the true reason for the season, perfectly put by Andrew Wapple 3604 Merry shit on John Miss. Of course, there's at least one more hard-hitting question from $21 Margariti. Where's the bottom half of Jerry's face? But really, the best question of the week goes to Mountain Man 8602. Can you guys make your screen smaller and Lucy's larger? Of course, Michael Chicaglione 752 has the right idea and turn her mic off. And finally, Ramshackle Ben Ben plays us out with it's sad that producer Chris died, but the show must go on. Producer Chris is back today. Who'd have thunk it? Wow. <laughs> Very impressive. Kenny, do we have any uh, new reviews you'd like to read for us? So on iTunes, just regular iTunes, there's no new reviews. Mm-hmm. I had to dig a little bit. There's reviews from the first week of December. They're international. And so they right. have not been heard. You know, right, you don't so have to preference is... this. You know, could have just gone right into it, not explained well, that. Look, when I do a little extra work, I want everyone I to see. know. I see. Okay? Okay. Fair gotcha. enough. I like Google two things. All right. <laughs> Uh, it's called The Audacity, The Gumption, The Gall. Uh, the irony of having a podcast reviewing other people's shows when yours is redundant and boring. Just wh- just another mediocre dude with zero personality using derogatory terms and hate speech to desperately try to stay relevant. So awfully pathetic. Please take the mic off of this loser. That's from a French guy. Stay relevant? That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> yeah, That's right. cool. <laughs> I will the title it. of that review again? The Audacity, The Gumption, The Gall. It should be John's next book title. <laughs> yes. Is that a five-star review, Kendi? You wish. Yeah, I do wish. It's not. The nefarity of it all. It's a one-star. <laughs> Damn it. Want to hear another one? Yes, please. Another one-star. Okay. This is called Wasn't Expecting the Blatant Homophobia. <laughs> Did All it says is didn't love you calling people fags. Oh, okay. When was that? When did we do that? I don't know. I don't know. Every other week. It's probably Tony Soprano who was doing that. Be my guess. Although we did have Husey on that that long ago. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I got to remember. This was from Great Britain. I put disclaimers up there. Is that a uh, one star review? Mm hmm. What do they even know? 
guy's they a poofter. English over there. They don't know shit. <laughs> All right. Maybe it was All right, an I've got one more. Person. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got one oh, more for us? Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. They still call nice. them those. Okay. This one's called Embarrassing. Embarrassingly cringe and unfunny podcast. It's like humor for eight-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New tagline. <laughs> humor for eight-year-olds. Uh, that's got to be a one-star review. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Candy. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah, she's great. All right. Speaking of uh, mottos. Carl, Carl, he's our leader. He's the one who sucks our Peter. I don't know about that. I, I like the comedy for eight-year-olds better, I think. Uh, Gary in San Diego calls in a lot, and rarely do I hear a mistake from him. But this is one of those times. We have an outtake. Gary in San Diego outtake coming through. Hey, Carl. This is Gardini the Great with more predictions. The answers are Pepe La Pew, uh, let me redo this. <laughs> hey, Siri. Cancel. Hey, Siri. Cancel. Hey, Siri, hang up. So I've made an observation. I don't want to be an ageist. I'm not an ageist by any means. But I've noticed in my life that older people love using Siri and anything you can talk to. And I think it's because in the sixties and stuff, like all the sci-fi stuff was always talking to computers. Yeah, computer. Yeah. Right. And the people are like, yep. Beep, bop, burp. Yeah. Whatever you say, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that they're like, finally, I can fucking talk to a computer. That's what I've been waiting for my entire sure. life. Where the rest of us just to type in class and. Yeah. We just it. want the hover bikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, take two. On so it's going to be a skunk, a flunk and a drunk. This is Gardini with more predictions. The answers are Pepe La Pew, Mm -hmm. Friar Tuck, and Stuttering John Melendez. I'm going to open the envelope, and we have what is a skunk, what is a monk, monk, and what is a drunk. This is a Hitman Dan Productions. Rock and roll. All right. Very good. Thank you for that. Yeah, that one That one uh, was a little predictable. This is a guy who's been listening to uh, some old WATP episodes. Hello, Carl. Thanks for stuttering, John. I know your real name, Carl Cheeseburger. Shit. Anyways, I'm a Buddhist Jew, so I don't care about your Christmas and stuff. I'm just pissed at none of my podcasts. I can listen to this or Drew and Mike, nothing new. So I'm listening to really old episodes of WATP, episode 89, The Flat Earth Conspiracy, Dr. Steve, awesome job, as Drew and Mike would say, uh, separated birth, one hour, one minute, 40 seconds in, that's episode 89 of WATP, and Rob Lowe, in Wayne's World, where he says, I'm a fan, also... You talk about Jews a lot. My my grandfather died in Auschwitz. Fell right out of a guard tower and broke his neck. Oh. All right. That old gag. So that was uh, Doug from Who's Right, not Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve was not a part of the show back then. Doug 
from who's right is the answer to the co-host on that one. But I'll take your word for it on the separated at birth. Manny coming in. He has a uh, a message for Lucy Tightbox. Maybe I should save this. Ah, she listens. Hey, this is Manny Menthol, and I'm just calling to say, Lucy, you don't need to be afraid of no shocks no more. I'll take care of them for you. Nice. Yo, hit me up. I'm trying to ditch this loser Patrick Michael make a new podcast. You want to watch Shrek? It ain't a Christmas movie. You right? Remember if you said that, but you was right. You always right, baby. Yeah, call me back. Good job, man. That was a good good call. We appreciate that. Smooth. Yeah, very smooth. I feel it's important uh, to set the record straight. There was a Shrek special called Shrek the Halls. Which is oh. very much a Christmas themed. I see. Okay. I don't know if it was a movie, but yes, there was a Shrek Christmas thing. But the original Shrek was definitely not a Christmas. No, movie. It just had a fucking gingerbread man oh. in it. That's true. There That's was it. a gingerbread man. That's it. Didn't even think of that. Technicality. <laughs> hey, Carl. Just wanted to wish you a happy New Year. Uh, Long time bag slapper here, and uh, thanks for all the content. Thank you. I just wanted to comment on the last two shows because. I'm starting to become one of those people who's in that boat where I'm starting to just think that Stuttering John is like some sort of Andy Kaufman-esque, like, genius that he thinks this is any sort of entertainment, like, but we're entertained by it. Like, for instance, him running around just going, they're so desperate, they're so desperate, while his mom's phone just continues to ring, and then... On Christmas, he's sitting in front of this, like, china hutch full of precious memories, like like porcelain crafts going, hey, Joyce, 50 big ones. Like he's a 12-year-old opening, a like, a Christmas card from his, his aunt who lives, you know, across the country. And, and, you know, I know that Kevin Brennan got stood up by Chad Zumach, which was a great Christmas gift for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is right about one thing. It is amazing how, even if this is some sort of genius act on John's part, you are literally the only one making money off of it, buying yourself second houses off of it. Anyways, Happy New Year, buddy. I was reading a comment on our YouTube. Someone was talking about how I must have just recently started making money the way I was talking about poor people. And it was the episode where we were laughing about John's credit score. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that rubbed people the wrong way that we thought 666 was not a great credit oh. score. I'm just going to say, and I understand he's divorced and all that. When you make half a million dollars a year at a certain point in your life for a while, your credit score should be higher than 666. That's my thought on that. I could be crazy. Well, you also don't have to have a lot of money to have a good credit. That's true. Score. That's true. You can just be responsible. And if you have a lot of money, you don't have to look at your credit score. That's also true. Yes. All right. But, sir, he's not <laughs> Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman knew what he wanted to achieve yes. from beginning to end. He's more of a Tommy Wiseau, if I may. Ah, yes. He, Except he, without the he's, suaveness. He's getting some heat for being an idiot, and he's like, oh, I'm going to lean into it. Right. But he, he fi- doesn't know which way to lean. He finally decided to <laughs> lean into it. Yes, you're right. Deluxe calling in. Hey, Carl, it's Deluxe out on the left coast. I uh, hope everything's going well. Hey, I heard about your new show, uh, When a Date Hole in One with Lucy Tightbox. Mm-hmm. I would be interested. We're obviously bros, so hopefully you can get me in there. Hey, hold on for one second. Sure. Hey, I'll be right over. I'll fuck him up. 
Give me one second, motherfucker. Hey, I'll get him. Whoa. Hey, sorry. I don't know if I mentioned it. Uh, in my spare time, I, I volunteer up at Huntington Beach, and I help people avoid shark attacks. So I got to go beat the shit out of the shark that's acting <laughs> up. Anyway, uh, hopefully I can get in the contest. I don't know if I'm her type. Handsome millionaire lives near the beach, but yeah. I'll hopefully I get in there. See well, she's afraid of the beach, but maybe not if you're around, sir. Yeah. Sounds like you're able to protect her pretty well, beat up all those sharks like you are. Very impressive. Kitty, do you want to be part of this contest? Would you want to win a date with uh, Lucy? Oh, fuck yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, and the winner is Kitty, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Hands down. <laughs> And I nominate Stuttering John as a contestant. Oh, okay. No, All right. You, no. We like Lucy. It's Kitty yeah, versus John. We tried that before. Lucy was, for once, opposed to a date with someone. But could we hook up Kindy with Stuttering John? Oh. That would I be I will fun. kill myself. I mean that. Yeah, I will so let's do this. So okay, it's this. on. <laughs> this is happening, everybody. Let's make this happen. Oh, Kindy. The answers are William Shatner, <laughs> the Montreal Screwjob, and stuttering John Melendez. I'm going to open the sealed envelope. Okay. And the question is, name a Kirk, a jerk. A work. No, name a Kirk, <laughs> a, a work. work, and a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I messed that up. Yeah. Card, if you're good at this. Oh, man. I, this I did admit Korsnak, Gary. <laughs> Gary Didi's having a tough time with us. Yeah. I don't know if the great is a good last name for this guy. All right. Yeah, but if you don't try to be great from the beginning, you'll never be great. That's true. Good point. So I've got a peanut. I've got a peanut allergy, and what ads get dynamically inserted into my second favorite podcast? Fucking peanut butter whiskey. Mm. How would you feel, Carl, if a podcast advertised to you dolphins gear, braces, or normal human being shoes? <laughs> Professional marketer, my ass. Go fuck yourself. Call me back. All right. Well, I have a question for this peanut butter whiskey. Is there Are there any real peanuts involved in a peanut butter whiskey? I don't know. You mean were any peanuts harmed? Or... <laughs> I'm just saying, you got a, a peanut allergy, you could probably drink peanut butter whiskey yeah, and be yeah. fine. I don't Is think it a peanut, uh, sub, peanut extract substitute or something? I think the know. alcohol kills the allergens from the peanut butter. I don't, know. I don't think that I don't drink that peanut way. butter whiskey. I don't know the answer to these Who questions. Does? Ask Maddox. Maddox would probably drink that <laughs> shit. Speaking Paco. of, that horse whiskey behind you is very good, Kindy. Oh, yes, I know. So I've heard. There used to be quite a few more bottles, and I don't know why so many are missing. Oh, I think That's a conversation do. for someone else. I think you do. You rascal. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Just want to say what's up. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just want to send a shout out to Trucker Andy. That dude's cool. I like him. He's a cool guy. He's one of the he's one of the good ones. Uh, yeah, and uh, fuck Gary from San Diego. You know what I'm saying? That fool can rock and roll up my cock and rollers. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. Fuck that faggot. All right, dude. I'll see Whoa. you guys later, man. Hey, keep up the good work, man. Your shows are getting way better, dude. Like for real. If I had to say, I, if I had to say, I would say that they're getting better. You stupid fuck. All right, bye, dude. I see you. <laughs> Parker, you're getting me one set reviews of that kind of language, sir. Come yes. on. But thank you. I, you know, I already liked Paco, but after that, I <laughs> fucking love him. All right. Wow. 
He said we were getting better three years ago. He's lying. No, we're still getting better, asshole. Oh, okay. Yeah, you Take continue. A fucking compliment. What's wrong with you? Yes, Ooh, I, I know what you were saying. You don't have to keep asking. So right. Touched a nerve with Carl. Paco uh, called in again. Hey, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. You know what I'm saying? I'm catching up on your shows again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel behind. Anyways, I'm on episode 475, and, you know, some bozo calls in. He's like, oh, this message is for Paco, and we don't know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And so now, basically, I got to just just clarify. Like, you know, like if you listen to all the other words before I say, you know what I'm saying, then you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. And, uh, yeah, dog. Fucking shout out to that one guy from like 10 episodes back where he's like shouted me out, but then I forgot to shout him out. And then so he got all sad about it. So shout out to that one guy. You know what I'm saying? All right, later, dude. This is the problem when you're catching up, Paco. You got to stay current. There's a lot of communication happening. Yes. Do you know what we are saying? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 911. I'd like to report a homicide. 36 Clubfoot Lane. It's a wood panel basement. I witnessed a man in his early 50s with frosted tips get his asshole murdered. I'm not in my early 50s. (laughs) That's the part you have a problem with. I love it. Is this Tom Myers? Where did that come from? Early 50s. (laughs) So enraging. They would say that. Since 2023 is coming to a close, I was wondering uh, if we had any update on how Chad Zumok's year of sobriety was going. <laughs> Not good. Uh, also, he said he was going to get super jacked by June or July or some July. shit. And it is December, December 29th. Yeah. So um, he should be like Dwayne Johnson by now, right? Uh, oh, totally. Yeah, no, it's not going well. <laughs> he is not pulling anything off that he said he would, which is, you'll remember at the time, this time last year, I said, don't say you're going to do stuff, just do it. Because that is just embarrassing when you don't do it. He still has a day. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Carl. Gary in San Diego. Just calling to let you know another random price I've paid for something in the past. I had to get the brakes fixed on Judy's 95 Corolla. $800. Can you believe it? So that's what it costs to fix a 95 Corolla. $800. Well, Toyota Corolla. <laughs> well, thank you for that update, Gary. I appreciate it. One more uh, voicemail here. So look, Carla, as much as I find stuttering John annoying, which I most definitely do, I pay attention to his show just because I'm interested to see what you guys are going to say about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do think that there is a fair playing ground into which you antagonize a lot of things. For instance, just simple things, you get your viewers to go on to his show and troll him. I don't tell people. Look, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, yes, he's a piece of shit. Yes, he fucking deserves a lot of the things that come his way. But at what point do you start feeling bad because you're picking on what I would consider a retard? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, fuck you, bye. Well, definitely never. I did say today to people to go on there and ask him if he would have sex with a trans person, only because, for whatever reason, he keeps dodging that question, and I want to know the answer. But let me remind people why uh, I never feel bad about John. This is this is the tweets he put out today, where he has a photo of me and my wife, and it says, um, now I get what, and he tagged the wrong fucking account, <laughs> W-A-T-P pod. Now I get it. 
WATP pod married a woman that looks like Ray Stern. Why? Because he so wants to be Howard coming out of her vagina. Is that how you spell Ray? That's how you spell Ray Stern, is it? Yeah, it's R-A-E. Yeah, of course it is. R-A-Y is a man, man's name, John, you moron. I but mean, I don't understand. I thought you were a virgin. Right. Yeah, b- both those things. <laughs> both those okay. things, in case you didn't know. So, anyway, thank you guys. You guys brought this up on uh, Bedabbler today, and you had a lot of nice things to say about Jenny Jingle, so I appreciate She's that. the best. She is the Way best. Way too good for you. Of course. I say it every day. The voice of an angel. Can I have I, a date with, with Jen and Lucy? No. I, I'm afraid she would leave me. Oh, you're yeah. I was going to say, you're afraid she'll have a good time. Yes, exactly. I don't want her to see what it's like outside of the cage. <laughs> that, that would be very bad. She gets a half an hour a day. If she's good. Is this what it's like to kiss somebody without chompers? <laughs> it's so pleasant. She won't rip her lips on your mouth. <laughs> hey, my, my lips aren't bleeding. This is nice. <laughs> you guys are jerks. You know that? All right. Well, Cardiff, thank you as always for coming on. And thank you for the uh, Topoka Dabbler game. Happy New Year. Put it together last minute. Appreciate that. Eight. Eight-hour potato soup tomorrow. Buckle up, everybody. That's right. Eight-hour potato soup starting at what, 9 p.m.? 9 p.m. I've got the best of the first five potato soups. Very good. Kendi, what do you have going on tomorrow? Jack shit. Just how I like it. No big plans for the uh, New Year's? I'll be watching uh, potato soup. Very good. All right. Sounds good. Okay, bye. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's the- over. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. A plane has hit. I rewatch it, Carly. Boom. <laughs> His mom. Boom. Boom. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Happy New Year's, everyone. Thank you for listening to Who Are These Podcasts. We'll see you in 2024. Boom!